0: Jack, please reconsider. This is suicide. We've come too far to surrender now. <sighs> Optimizing settings for Dimension Drive Teleporter. You're going
1: down. You, you, you. Die! Die! Jack, look out! Ah! Do 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 do. Switch Mania Playcast.
0: Welcome to episode 17 of the Switch Mania Playcast.
1: The shmupisode.
0: episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I swear, I, it takes me forever to come up with these, these little zingers.
0: Yeah, forever. It's all top of the set. <laughs> <laughs> JP's lost his mind already. It's uh-huh. just started. <laughs> 10 seconds in. Shmupisode. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's going to stick with you now. Bad fungus. Yep. That. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do a little housekeeping, and um, sure. let's see. Do we have any feedback from the last episode?
1: Yes. Um. The usual you know, it's it, At this point, it's the usual feedback from. Uh, I would say our loyal listeners. You know, we post the links to the episodes, and they always comment that it's enjoyable to listen to. It, it. We make a good team. It's it's. You know, it's a fun time. So, thank you for all of that, and for all anybody else who's leaving feedback um, elsewhere. We appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, it's it's nice to know that you know we have we have fans at this point. You know, seventeen. Well, this is our seventeenth episode now, but it it feels nice that you know it's something that they look forward to, and it's fun to be able to talk with them about the episode as well.
0: And JP's forgetting about one, which was we had a listener. Um, get a copy of Tumble Seed. Yoku. Yoku. Yes, oh, I'm sorry. Was it Yoku yes. or Tumble Seed?
1: No, Yoku. You're right. So they Nobody to would the have the bought episode. Tumble Seed. They would no. Have
0: Yoku. <laughs> no, but
1: they actually, they decided to get Yoku's Island Express uh, because of our episode. Man. And they, they said they started playing it. They've been enjoying it. And then other people started commenting that it's a fun game. Uh, and you know what? It's the game that keeps on giving, right? We talked about it, I don't even know how long ago, but... It's still on my mind like it's a game that I still think back to and I think it's still one of my favorite games that we've played so far for the playcast and it's definitely I would say in my top five for the switch that I played since the system came out
0: oh it was it was definitely a great experience it's kind of what I'm glad that we've played like I'm glad how we're doing the selections because they haven't all been singers they've all been great but like yeah. we pulled out a Yoku and it was awesome it was amazing so that was the the thing so as long as we still get some more yokus down the line (laughs) i i think we will i think there's there's a lot of good you know what i still believe this
1: yoku is going to be a hidden gem down the road i mean i feel like it already is but definitely later on the switch i think that's the game that people are gonna learn about for the first time
0: and then realize how good it is so you're definitely you're saying i definitely need to cover that when i do the volume two of my hidden gaming gems book too absolutely aside from, aside from going in a future switch collector
1: book. uh-huh absolutely
0: yeah like because i covered celeste and golf story in the last mm-hmm. one and it was before either of those had a physical release or a physical release announced so like they were pro- mm-hmm. oh and and slain and so yeah yes but I, I even think some of these physical releases are still going to be kind of hidden because only so many people know about them too. Yeah, I agree. And,
1: you know, this is, you know, we, we, we talked about it before, but it's one of those games that just kind of came out kind of under the radar. And I remember the day that GameStop took all their new copies and just deleted the new SKU and moved them all to used. Mm-hmm. And so, so you, can, you can essentially probably still find... Brand new copies, you at the used price at GameStop, but yeah, I think this this is a game that I, we can't recommend enough. Mm-hmm. Even even on an episode where we're not playing about it, we're still talking about it. That's how good it is.
0: <laughs> even on the shmup episode. <laughs> on the shmup episode. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the other part I have in housekeeping is Switch Collector Saturday posts. Mm-hmm. Um. What did we focus on this week? It's been a crazy week for me, by the way. Like. My you know, main, I'm my to rem- job's <laughs> been insane. So Oh I my know. gosh.
2: I'm,
1: I'm trying to remember. Wow. <laughs> I think You're gonna-
0: we, I think we posted <laughs> the 3D picture of it and we were talking about
1: Yes, okay. We yes, were we talking did.
0: talking about the um some of the content. Well, going forward, I told JP that I um recorded two supplementary videos to the main Kickstarter trailer that's going to be on the Kickstarter. One, I'm talking mm-hmm. about the book. The other one, I am talking about the goodies. So we'll have each one of those for a Switch Collector Saturday for sure. I'm going to upload those to my YouTube to link those. And those will also be in the campaign. But those will be two good ones. I'm waiting for um for Anthony to finish the trailer, and I'm going to make them pretty cool. I'm going to work on video editing skills with this because I'm not a fancy-schmancy editor when it comes to video. But it'll be fun.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I will say we did have some feedback on that post. So at Rapture underscore very said, very cool. I'm definitely getting this. At Lord Lamb 2 said, looks awesome. Love the format. And then uh, a funny one. Uh, So at I am Sola says, what's the timeline for the games in the book? Will you complete the rest once this generation wraps up? So I said, this book will be year one releases. Future books will follow the same format with the possibility of splitting future yearbooks into two due to the sheer amount of releases. And then he said, holy edited poop, that book is just year one. Thought it was both years. Wow, that's <laughs> thick. And I said, I said, yep, March 3rd, 2017 to March 2nd, 2018. Crazy how much we were going to include for just year one. Holy I, I mean, and, and the picture, the, yeah. and you know the picture, you had it open to Tiny Barbarian. Perfect perfect game because we played it and we loved it um but you can see how thick it is even if it's a mock-up i mean that book is going to be so thick and i love the fact that they thought it, it covered everything And it's like oh no 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 we're going in depth year by year and possibly well you know uh split into multiple books for one year you know for a year coming up because it just gets to be so much but yeah i'm i'm excited and you know every week you know, we're getting closer and closer to the start date, which is September 10th, for the Kickstarter campaign, yeah. and I'm just getting more and more excited, and it's just fun sharing it with people. And still people learning about it for the very first time, because what was interesting, a little side story, is that I had a friend reach out to me um, privately on Twitter, and we started talking, and then I, I mentioned you know, what I'm, what I've been up to. And I said, Oh yeah, I'm going to be on, uh, I'm going to be part of a Kickstarter for, for the switch. And this is the book we're doing. And this is someone that we, we follow each other. We talk, you know, regularly and he sees my post and he had no idea about the book. So I sent him the Switchipedia link, switchpedia.com He looked at, he's like, Oh my God, that looks amazing. And I love the fact that like people are, you know, people are still learning about it and they're still going to be learning about it right up to the September 10th, but it's just exciting to, to make them aware of it and then have them start, you know, getting excited for it as well.
0: Well, exactly. And it's really interesting, too, like people that kind of scan over it and then don't realize that Switch Collector year one covers the first year only. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, I make it pretty clear uh, that mock up uh, that you posted is, is part of the video for sure. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be basically the first pan. There's a lot of pans and zooms. But um, there were actually a couple people that posted, and we could probably cover this too in the housekeeping, on the Kickstarter page itself. Um, And so, the Toast Machine posted Mm -hmm. um, add previous mock-ups of all pledge add-ons and awards, um, which I think he got back to me, because I said, that's on there, um, when he emailed that to me, and he's like, oh, it is? I think his phone was (laughs) messed up. Um... And then he said, "Maybe you can get some devs to provide a couple of words on their game, a fun adict- anecdote, or anything like that." So that would be, mm-hmm. you know, the developer publisher interviews, which we're going to talk about later in the episode. Should be fun. Um, awesome. And then another one said, "This will be a good history book to see what I missed and need to find." That was by Bound, like noun, but with a B.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's there's a ton the bottom like. Ooh-la-la, I will be back in this project for sure. Been waiting for the first book for the Switch, exclamation point. Great initiative, four exclamation points. (laughs) (laughs) And people were asking about international shipping costs, like how much. Um, And I mentioned that I will be subsidizing that, um, international shipping, which means I'm going to be paying that on my side instead of on the backer's side. Um, So that way it doesn't cost you more than the book for shipping. That's my main thing. Mm Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a little costly, but it's okay if everybody's supporting. You know, like like we've seen. Like I'll gladly do that. It'd be super cool. Um, but we won't get too sidetracked by the switch collector because we could. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to have a special
1: switch collector episode during the campaign.
0: Yeah, maybe. Um, or have an easy game to play, something like a one of those games we find for like five cents or a dollar. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a few that I've gotten recently that are that are pretty awesome. Um, is there a
1: hangman game we could play? That hangman. There was this one <laughs> where
0: it was like a little surfing game, and it's pretty fun, um, <laughs> real easy. Um, but as always, um, we appreciate any ratings on Apple Podcasts. Um, we're still sitting at twelve, which is still amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And I know we just finished the Switch Mania, um, the Switch Mania Playcast. Comp- uh, What was it, the... Competition, competition. right, so we had the giveaway. That's right, the giveaway, the giveaway, that was the word I was thinking about.
1: And today, uh, the winner posted, so I I sent it out earlier in the week, and they got a copy of Citus Alpha, uh, the first launch edition that came with a music CD from PM Studios and Actil. So it came in today, so thank you uh, uh, for posting it, uh, and then just... Yeah, you know, sharing that you know you received it and also thank you for the support. I mean, first and foremost, I appreciate you taking the time to listen to the podcast and, and leave feedback and we greatly appreciate that. But we hope you enjoy your brand new Nintendo Switch game.
0: Awesome. So I think we should dive into the game. The episode Yes, let's do it. So this week we played Dimension Drive. Yes. And from so two awesome studios. Exactly. I'll lay the paper. The wall paper. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, as JP said, it's developed by Two Awesome Studio. Um, the genre, it's a shoot 'em up, but a vertically scrolling shoot 'em up. Um, not really a bullet hell. So, bullet hell means that there's so many bullets that you have to weave in and out. It's more of a traditional shoot 'em up. Um, and it has two players on it, no online multiplayer. Um, I did not try multiplayer myself, by the way. Neither did I. I'm a loner. And this was released in a limited edition capacity by East Asia Soft, which was their first release, which was uh, had that crazy awesome packaging and everything. Yeah. Um, So this was yeah. So
1: just to touch on that, mm -hmm. so they released um, three thousand copies of the limited edition. And it was thirty four ninety nine. The regular edition, just the game in case and uh, manual was twenty four ninety nine, which to date I think is their cheapest release title because normally they're around thirty and forty dollars for the regular and collectors. So their launch one was twenty five and thirty five, which is just Perfect price point, I mean, for anybody really. And I have what's to, really I have cool is, the-
0: is I'm super jealous of that price point because there's no way in the hell I could even do a regular release that cheap, let alone a limited release mm-hmm. with all the awesome items that they're doing. Like, that's so cool.
1: Yep. So, with the limited, it came with the collector box, a full color printed manual, a 72 page book with art and comics, an original full length soundtrack, and an individually numbered collector certificate for $35. I mean, that that's, crazy. that's awesome yeah
0: yeah it's like man i mean but the thing is is that they're doing things in such a high amount that Mm -hmm. they're able to you know cut costs which is which is great that they're doing that though and not just charging 60 bucks because people will pay 60 bucks it's like oh no we can do it for for 35 or 40 dollars that's that's really awesome of them
1: but what's insane is it was also free shipping too
0: that's crazy to me
1: Uh uh-huh so thank you, PlayAsia and East Asia Soft, for a good start to your Switch collection.
0: Yeah, no doubt. What the heck. Um, so, <laughs> Dimension Drive is a comic book stylized space adventure set in a multi-dimensional universe. It features a unique teleportation mechanic that allows you to fight on two battlefields at once, and gameplay combining frantic shooting, defense, and fast puzzling action. So, that is the summary for Metacritic. Its meta score has a 72 and the user score is a 7.4. Mm-hmm. So, there's not a whole lot of ratings, though. We're talking like 10 critic reviews and nine user scores. So, it's a really small amount. If all of our listeners went and, and scored it, it would, you know, change the numbers. So, the numbers are mm-hmm. kind of arbitrary when it comes to Metacritic, but still interesting to know where, where it lies. Um,. So how much were you able to play? How far did, were you able to get more so? Because we've been talking about this back and forth all week.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been having a hard time finding time to play, but I'm embarrassed to say that I spent way too long on level 1-1. One, one. I <laughs> got to the, the boss fight, and I just I could not beat the boss for the longest time, but I, I finally did. I only made it to level 1-4, and I got to the boss stage of, of that level, and I have not been able to beat it yet. Okay. So not as far as I'd like to get, yeah. uh, unfortunately. But it, but you tell us how far you got.
0: <laughs> so as I was telling JP via because we, we talked during the week too. Um, I actually started playing on a different difficulty. I started playing on extreme um, because you know I've I have a Neo Geo AS. I've grown up playing shoot 'em ups. So I love them. Um, so I was playing on extreme, which is more like an arcade game. You get literally one hit deaths um Mm -hmm. and i was able to beat the first couple levels like that and then things started to ramp up and i started to make a lot of mistakes so i actually played it on regular difficulty or whatever the the normal difficulty is called and Mm -hmm. i was able to completely beat world 2 so I beat nice. world, all of World 1, beat all of World 2, started World 3, but that's when I ran out of time. I actually haven't mm-hmm. started World 3, except for experimenting with the new powers. Um, so that's one thing that's interesting. So after you beat World 1, it introduces a new power. Besides for a new shot, which you can choose, like, your main shot, it mm-hmm. introduces a new power. So the new power is you press... So right now you're pressing, like, the... the B button or the what is a Y button to shoot and then B button to switch dimensions. Yes, something like that. Um, so yep. you press the X button and you can your ship turns backward and it stops the scrolling. What? And then like I didn't even use uh-huh. that till the game forced me to use that. And there's mm-hmm. certain puzzles where you have to go around like a little corridor turn around and shoot something so it opens up a corridor. Um, and oh, wow. yeah, the thing is though, the corridors—you have to start shifting into certain spots. Mm-hmm. And I want to say I died a million times just uh-huh. shifting into a damn rock. <laughs> like, there's, there's even one boss battle where you're fighting this these uh bosses, and there's a damn rock in the middle on the right side, and I mm-hmm. shifted into that damn rock like a dozen times, and I'm like, nah, <laughs> I <can> die again. <laughs> I. That happened to me
1: so much because you start focusing on one side over the other, and then huh. you know you're shifting because there's there's rock and an open space with a a data cube, and you you know you're trying to time it so you shift and then you shift back and then you realize that the other ship or the other side of the screen, you know, there's a wall or something. And so many times I'm like, on I'm on a roll through the level, and then boom, I just I hit a wall or I I teleport into a wall or a rock, and it was so frustrating.
0: I mean this game is definitely not easy. Um, and I definitely had to make the conscious decision. Once I switched over to normal to not go for data cubes, mm-hmm. because if I sat there, tried to add the data cubes into the equation, I wouldn't make it to the boss battle with full lives. Cause you get like mm-hmm. three lives or whatever. And if I got there with three lives, I could maybe skate by and beat it. <laughs> And that's kind of how it works because it's trial and error. And the more you play this game, the better you're going to get. Um, yes. My brain definitely doesn't work well when, with this game at all.
1: And, and it's funny, because if if you only had one screen to play and you didn't have to shift because your energy is, is depleting, the game wouldn't be that difficult. But it, it's a really smart element to force the player to have to go to both sides because you could, you know, you could keep shooting the enemies and, and gather up your energy, but they purposely do it where you really do have to shift. Um, especially if also, if you're going to go the completion this route and, and collect all of the, you know, you have a shield power up on one side, then you have a weapon power up on the other. So you want to, you know, maximize your chances of winning. So you want to go back and forth. And then, like you said, with the data cubes, you have to go back and forth. But I mean, it is, It's a thinking person's game. I mean, you really have to be alert at all times. You can't kind of coast at all because, you know, you get – I got very complacent on one side and then I realized, oh, I need to go to the other. And you have to be aware of where your your – I'll call it your dock on the other side where your ship isn't. You have to be aware of where it is and what's going on on that screen. I mean it's it's challenging and – let me just say playing it at midnight, not the best time to play that game.
2: No, definitely Probably. not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Probably like first thing in the morning after you have breakfast and some coffee, then then your mind is alert. But I mean, you really have to be sharp. And I, I like that about the game, right? I mean, I, I haven't played a game like that before. And I thought it was a smart mechanic.
0: So one thing you mentioned, too, is the um, that your health depletes. Or not your health, but the the meter on the top, the life yes. meter at the top depletes. Well, it only depletes, though, because you can use a little strategy. It only depletes if you're shooting. So if you don't shoot, it yes. doesn't deplete. So you have to use strategy where you're not shooting, but you can't kill the enemies. If you kill the enemies, they drop green orbs, which also replenishes that bar. So yes. as you get into future levels... There's going to be some enemy heavy sides that you can kind of cream through them. Or you go to the right side, which is a lot of corridors and things, and you get to pick or choose which side you want to go through. And so it's a risk versus reward where you can go through the enemies and refill your your meter so you don't have to switch. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very interesting. The game, I, honestly, if you think about it, it's very... Um, very becoming that it's on the Switch because you're switching sides uh-huh. constantly. I was just thinking that as you were talking. <laughs> gimmick ten gimmick <laughs> uh, intended. Um, so here's the funny thing is like I always write notes as I play. Um, mm-hmm. Now you mentioned you died a lot in the boss in 1-1. In one, one. I wrote switching between sides is the gimmick and is tricky to get used to. Kept dying Mm -hmm. on the first boss. (laughs) That's what I wrote. Like, so literally when you play this game, everybody is listening, like you will probably die a bunch of times on the first boss, just trying to figure out how the heck this bounce back and forth goes.
1: And you know what? When I played it, I, I wasn't utilizing that. So what I would do is, you know, he, the enemy ship kind of goes from like left to right with their laser beam. Right. So you shoot and then you kind of, you can hug the top of the screen and be Okay. And then their second move, you could hug the top and kind of, like, drift along the top as they're moving to the other side. But I was like, this isn't working. Like, I'm not killing him. And then I finally realized that the way that the beam is moving—and a little spoiler for anyone trying this game for the first time— but when the enemy is shooting their beam from, like, left to right, it's going the opposite direction on the other side of the screen. So that's why you teleport at the right time, and you can continue shooting— um, and it took me a very long time to realize that. I mean, I, I was like, how am I supposed to beat this guy? I have no idea. This this The strategy I'm using cannot be the optimal way. And then finally, when I realized it, I go, oh, well, this is fun now because <laughs> now I know how to do it.
0: Well, and that one's kind of a, a mind melter when you just have to hug to like the right side and then swap Mm -hmm. and then switch dimensions um but there's going to be enemies later that do that mid-level constantly and it's a pain in the butt i mean that's just it though um so the i wrote extreme is the arcade mode like we used to play games Mm -hmm. um but even playing on normal or easy is not easy i still died a crap ton playing it in the normal mode like a lot (laughs) like not even like a joke like i died a ton so like if I would have kept in the extreme, I probably would have been stuck at like one four like you. Like it's just <laughs> but I mean I probably put in double the time you did too. So um, and,
2: Yeah.
1: So I one thing we haven't talked about, maybe we'll bring it up, but what do you think about the music and the soundtrack?
0: I thought the music was really fitting. I liked it. Yeah, I I really
1: got into it. I think it was level one three or even one four it i think at that point like the music just really captivated me like I, I was hooked at that point and i remember just sitting on the floor and i started playing and i'm just like the music is just like spot on i thought the controls the controls were spot on i played it in handheld mode but i mean it's very important because you know like we talk about like tumble sea right and we just had such a hard time with the the finicky of the controls but the, the switching on in Dimension Drive was just so spot on, and it needed to be. You needed to be able to shift back and forth immediately, but it, it felt it felt good though, right? You mean you know you yeah. press B and you're instantly on the other side, and like switching back and forth isn't any kind of lag. It's not anything that you kind of have to get used to. It's more like just instantaneous. And I, I thought it just, I thought everything kind of just melded together really well.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. Absolutely. The controls are spot on now. Speaking of controls, which is a perfect segue, um, <laughs> I wrote down that I- introducing the extra mechanics actually complicated things quite a bit, uh, like the slowdown backward. Um, it caused some issues at the beginning, but then I got used to it. But the next one in World 3, um, you get juking left and right. Oh, nice. So you have to like press the A button, plus left or right, and you juke. So, you can, like, go through stuff, but it only goes a certain amount. Mm-hmm. So, it also opens up new options for earlier levels. So, when you go through, you can, like, juke into and get, like, a data cube. Um, we didn't mention it, but data cubes do unlock new shots. So, I unlocked, like, a half-crescent moon type shot, which I didn't quite like as much as the main normal shot. Um, mm mm-hmm. But the juking, like I played it a little bit, and I, I was, it was out of control. Like it was, it was really crazy. But I could see it being really fun, and it's probably going to offer some interesting puzzles in the middle of a shoot 'em up, which is evil by the developers. Evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in all honesty, like fun. Um, and I, I can't blame this game because my brain doesn't work correctly. You know what I mean. <laughs> like, oh. Like that's the other thing, like, like stuff like when you mentioned tumble seed, some of that may have been in in the feel of the game and things. Whereas this one Mm -hmm. feels perfect. Mm Hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So super super interesting. That's all the notes I had because I literally, as I said, stopped on level three. There was no um no daughter watching and wanting to play because I only played it in (laughs) handheld mode. Um, mm-hmm. I tried to say, I'm like, hey, can we, you want to play? She's like, no, I want to play God Eater 3. <laughs> oh, he you got her hooked on the other one. <laughs> and then she so, went and started going on her iPad and watching YouTube kids again. So she didn't play.
1: Of that. course. Yeah. So I will say I'm on PlayAsia's website. So just a few notes that they had. It's yeah. 13 levels of story campaign and 13 more in new game plus mode. Ew. There's,
2: no. uh-huh, there's
1: <laughs> online leaderboard and four difficulty modes. Advanced gameplay strategies, including drift and reverse drift, find secret data cubes to unlock power up and uh, new weapons. And it was, the game was created by two X space engineers. Nice. That's pretty cool. Probably so, um, why we
0: have the puzzles in there. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's. I mean, and you know what? As you were talking, I'm thinking, like, wow, they, they did it very smart, right? Because you start with just two buttons the B to shift and the Y to shoot. And then, like you said, you go to the next world, you start using X. You go to the next world, you start using A. And I can't even imagine how I how poorly I would have done if all four buttons were available at the beginning and you had to utilize them. Yeah. This is something that needed to be gradual. And it sounds like if I eventually can beat level one four, I'll I'll get to start exploring more of the the functionality of, of what's available in the game. But hopefully I'll hopefully I'll get there. I keep dying on that one four where the screen starts speeding up and you have like the laser gates and you have to keep shifting back and forth and I just I just I did it so poorly that I literally kept shifting right into the lasers every single time and I'm just like, Oh my god, I'm so bad at this game.
0: And there's one in in World Two as well. And don't don't talk about that. Yeah, the only thing that I wished and you know, that's just me, if I could change anything besides Mm -hmm. for my brain. Um, (laughs) would would be, um, I would literally change it so the extra stuff, like the shifting backward or the juking, wasn't Uh a requirement to progress in a level, but more Mm -hmm. so was a requirement to just get a data cube or something. Because there's sections where you have to shift backward to be able to use it. So you have to use that third button, whereas Mm -hmm. it would be really cool just to be able to play it with two buttons. Right. Like, if, if you could just manage it somehow, that would be awesome. But, you know, that's just me being like, it's too hard. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's, but in, in all honesty, like, I got used to the third button, and I'm sure I'll get used to the fourth button. Yeah.
1: And, and like you said, you know, I, I don't mind a challenge when it's enjoyable, right? I hate to compare it to Tumble because it's just two different genres. But Tumble Seed, I wasn't enjoying because I would die and I just, I, I didn't find the motivation to kind of, keep progressing in the story this game i do right i died but i immediately was like okay let's see how better how much better i could do this time let's see if i could understand the pattern and the music help right it's like that whole ambiance and as you as your skills are getting better in a fun game it makes it more fun overall and this is one of those games where i don't mind it that it's difficult to begin with for me because it's one that it, it got me hooked Right by like I would say definitely by one three, world one three, I felt hooked at that point. And I felt like I died, I restarted, and I just wanted to keep going. And that's what I like about a game is when even when I'm I'm doing so poorly, I still want to keep playing it. So to me that's a sign of a good game for me.
0: I I would also like to mention too that, you know, the one of the hooks that I liked was you continually make progress. So Mm -hmm. even if you're doing crappy, like you're getting to the next checkpoint and the levels themselves, like one, 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 two, one, three, aren't super long. So it's not like you're playing for 20 minutes. It's, it's a couple minutes to get to the boss and you just die a lot. And so, but you get, essentially infinite continues because you can start back on that level that one, one, two, right. one, three. so you make continual progress i got to the point where if i didn't make it to the boss without dying i would just restart the game or if i didn't mm-hmm. well if i didn't get to the first checkpoint mainly because i might as well just get all my lives and right. so not reset the game but reset the levels you can do that from the pause menu So, there's different ways that you can make Dimension Drive work for you, which is really interesting. But, I mean, I continually went back to it in short stints. So, like, Mm -hmm. if I, after eating breakfast, had 15 minutes before I had to leave for work, I was playing a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. I I do it on the weekend, too. I'll play a little bit in between doing something, watching a show, or doing something else, or working on the book, or Mm -hmm. um, doing other things. Like, I just jump in and do that. And for me... To keep my drive writing, for example, I gotta jump into something else. Um, when I'm doing like I was doing memorization for my main job, and I was playing mm-hmm. Mario Odyssey like a couple years ago in between. <laughs> so that's what I do, and it like keeps me going because it's like all right, I'm played Dimension Drive for a while. All right, good. Now I'm frustrated. Okay, now I go back to writing. Right, because <laughs> like, you do play for a while, and it does get a little frustrating, but it's not to the point where you want to never come back to it. Right. Exactly. Um, So should we get into some listener comments?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, as always, let me open this up. Okay, so, as always, on Twitter I put a weekly poll based around the game that we're playing. So this week I said, this week, Hey Gonzali and I will be playing Dimension Drive from two awesome studios. Have you played this? What are your thoughts? Comment below, and we're going to read them right now. So we had 176 votes, and we'll go from lowest to highest. So, 1% of people said they're going to play it this week. So I hope they did, and I hope they (laughs) comment once we post the link to this episode. 11% said they played it, so it's very low. 13% said they own it and haven't played it. And 76% of people said they haven't played the game. Wow. Yeah. And you know what? It came out—I remember it came out on PS4 because uh, PlayAsia released the limited release through there— You know, it came on the Switch, and I remember this was a game that did not sell out right away. It actually took quite a while, I think, for both the regular and the limited edition to sell out. So it wasn't one that, you know, it could have been a multitude of factors, you know, new publisher for the Switch, and maybe people were waiting, or maybe people aren't aware of PlayAsia. Hopefully they are now. Maybe it was the genre that they weren't, you know, super big fans of. But I will say what's interesting, and and then we'll go into the comments, is if I recall correctly, this is probably the second shoot 'em up physical release game that we got for the Switch because the first one was a retail release from THQ Nordic, C-Mora. which was the Scene More X. And this was, as far as I know, the second one. And this kind of opened the gates for more shoot 'em ups, right? And we got. Was the,
0: this was the first vertical shoot 'em up, too. Like, Mora yes. was horizontal. So, technically, yes. if you're talking about shoot 'em ups, like. Traditional vertical ones, this was the first one on the Switch. Well, mm-hmm. physically. And one thing I didn't, physically physical. Yes, somebody physically. Somebody might go, well, actually, there was a digital release. Of- <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, you're correct. <laughs>
1: and I'm trying to think if... Um, I'm looking it up right now, but I think... I, I have to double-check if the Flip Grip from Fangamer... Mm-hmm allows you to play this in the tape mode i think it did um i know there's a list out there i i didn't try it out um but if so i mean that's actually pretty cool to have that feature as well i
0: have a flip grip i should have tried that
1: uh-huh so now Damn, you're gonna have to try it and then we'll follow up next episode and we'll let everybody know so that's your that's your task you gotta just try it really quick um but let's let's go into the feedback so at the lord Raylist said it's a fun game with a bit of a learning curve Completely agree with that. And you actually comment said that's an understatement.
0: Yeah, learning curve <laughs> brain doesn't work. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: At HCF Gaming said, it's a really interesting take on the genre. I like it a lot. At Modnifique said, I played it, but I've got so many games on the go, it didn't hold my attention like the others. Fair enough. And the last feedback we got was at Jinx underscore ZSSB. Interesting game, yet I need to get my hands on it. So not, not too many, which, you know, kind of coincides with maybe not a lot of people who played this game. I really hope people give it a chance. Um, the problem is, you know, if we're looking at physical releases, it's kind of not available anymore on PlayAsia's website because it was limited. Um, so at this point, you kind of have to either go to a collector group or you have to go on eBay or, you know, some third-party site. But uh, what I want to do really quick is just jump onto um, Nintendo's website because I want to see how much this goes for because most likely a lot of people are going to be downloading this Mm -hmm. um off the eShop and it's you know what it's on sale right now for six dollars and 49 cents it's 50% off wow yeah I honestly I mean I'm tempted I know you know I like to tweet even while we're recording I'm very tempted to just post this right now on Twitter and let people know but I think it'll still be on sale at the end of the episode but for six for, for under seven bucks no brainer i would honestly and highly recommend downloading this and adding this to your collection it's a great price i mean 7 bucks
0: well and one of the comments it kind of hits almost the the new generation of collecting r- right on the nose and it's i have so many games that it didn't keep my attention mm-hmm. it's kind of why we're doing the playcast too is that we literally have a game that we can at least give a focus on for the week. It may not be the only game we're playing, but we're at least going to focus in on it and give it a fair shake and not just move on.
1: And what's it And what's interesting is that you're not even really competing against another game in the genre. It's just games in general for the Switch and mm-hmm. you need I don't want to say you need gimmicks to kind of hold your attention, but you need you need something different sometimes to to say, "Hmm, that one looks interesting." And this one You know, I remember reading the back of the description. I remember watching the videos, but I never played it. I honestly, this was sealed still on my shelf, or maybe it was open because I did an unboxing of it. But this was not a game I was probably going to play anytime soon. And now that we had this episode and we played it, I got to play a really cool game. And it's a game in a genre that I normally don't touch at all. I mean, when we talk about shoot 'em ups I played 1942, 1943 for the NES. I mean, that's kind of my extent for them. I don't really, you know, this isn't a genre that I say, oh, new game came out, I'm gonna play it. <laughs> but this was a fun one, and this one, you know, really got my attention to see what else is out there on the Switch for the shoot 'em ups And I know there's so many, right? The visara collection, even from East Asia Soft, you have RXN, Ryzen, Shikando, I mean, there's so many now. And this one was a really good intro for me, I would say.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I mean, it does open it up. I mean, I started uh, my main one that I played that was, like, not the first one that I played, the, the one that got me obsessed was the the multi-vertical and horizontal shooter um, Life Force on the NES. Mm-hmm. And I owned that mm-hmm. growing up. I have it boxed on my collector wall. I'm looking at it, turned and looked at it <laughs> on my collector wall. Um, But, like, it is such a cool one, and my cousin literally found it in high school on the chair in front of him on the underneath the desk just found life force sitting there and he brought it to me he's like you have an NES here you go <laughs> that's how i got life force <laughs> awesome. obsessed with it it switches from horizontal second levels v- vertical so mm-hmm. yeah it's like i, I always preferred vertical shoot em ups but apparently mm-hmm. shifting from left to right just doesn't work for my brain <laughs> i don't know <laughs>
1: It, it's definitely you're definitely in for a challenge if you play this.
0: Yeah, I'm like that's it's a bit crazy.
1: A bit yeah. Bit crazy. So we. So do you want to give your rating?
0: Yeah. So let's give uh, recommendations. Um, sure. My recommendation is this is definitely. I mean, for the price digitally, yes. Um, for the mm-hmm. physical preservationist, it was 100 percent worth. Um, getting a copy because, the, even the limited edition was so affordable. Like under mm-hmm. forty dollars for an LE is is unheard of, um, so I don't know like what it's gonna go for on the aftermarket, you know, like the the market now, but um, I mean at forty bucks it's it's definitely a, a game that's worth checking out, worth supporting East Asia Soft. So hopefully they do more mm-hmm. of these awesome. Awesome releases. Um, besides, for of course, Panty Party, which I will have an incomplete <laughs> collection because of
1: so, so I do want to say I'm looking. Sorry, I'm looking on um, on eBay right now. Mm-hmm. A regular edition does go for twenty dollars plus, like seventeen dollars shipping. So not not too much above the what it was selling for. Um, the collector's edition, though. You know, I kind of went from low to high, and there's only 16 listings so here. not that many, but we're looking at around, we're looking at about 40, you know, 45 dollars, uh, 45 dollars plus 25 dollars shipping. so wow, that's kind of, that's a
0: lot. Of shipping. Yeah,
1: so you're gonna get into like the 80 dollar range. It looks like if you want to go for the full collector's edition, um, that's, the regular
0: that's a, that's a hard recommend at that price. Yeah, Aww. it's a it's a little pricey. Um,
1: I remember actually. I don't think it's still available, but on Amazon US, for some reason they had a few of their titles. I don't know if this was just a third party seller kind of unloading them. Um, I'm actually just typing it in right now just to see if anything's on on Amazon US. Yeah. Yeah. So the regular edition is ninety five dollars, and wow. the collector's is is a hundred fifty dollars
0: that's it so it's don't just $150. dollars
1: don't don't use amazon people try um try 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 um like the facebook group or something like that i mean a lot of people do tend to to switch up their games or or clean house so you may get lucky but in the meantime for six dollars and fifty cents
0: download a copy
2: hmm.
0: very yes. very so, interesting so yeah. what, what is your so recommendation did,
1: Yeah, so as you can tell, I I enjoyed this game. I didn't play enough of it, um, but it's one that I want to continue playing. I found it to be fun so far and challenging enough to still be enjoyable. Uh, In terms of the score, you know, the Metacritic had only a few, and they gave it like between the 7 and 8. I would give it that as well. I mean, I I think it's a
0: solid. I kind of want to avoid for myself scoring stuff. Okay. Uh, just, Fair enough. You you can, but like when it's a de- no, no no when I... it's a divisive one like Troll and I, yes, I want to <laughs> score it because it wasn't as bad as everybody said. But mm-hmm. or if something's like glowing reviews and, and we and we really don't like it, right. I mean, That's another one. But like it's it's a good game. Like I don't really think like because I mean if we're saying it's a seven or an eight. I mean, what's the difference between a seven or eight? I mean, not you're, for us to decide. Right. I mean. And You're absolutely right.
1: And you know what? I've only I haven't even finished World One. That it's not fair for me to give a score. So I would just say exactly. overall, I recommend it. I recommend it at the twenty five dollar price, the thirty five dollar price, the six dollars and fifty cent price to download. I absolutely recommend on that
2: one. <laughs>
0: it. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah, absolutely. And you probably get points too when you download it.
0: Well, and then my thing is, is that you know the six the six dollar price point, you get. Um, go ahead and get the game, try it out. If you really dig it, then it's worth you know, ponying up and getting a copy um, from a reseller. Yes. Or yeah. post post in one of the awesome Facebook groups or Discord servers, and just say you're looking mm-hmm. for it, and maybe somebody's willing to part with their copy. That's not a reseller, yeah. that's just a normal collector. I mean, the thing is, though, the difference between a reseller and a collector is just somebody who wants to get more games, typically. I mean, that's right. just, that's it. Like, um, So, uh, we both recommend this game. Um, we what both weren't great at it, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, is and like JP will reach out to me. and like, man, I wasn't able to play much, and I'm like, well, it makes for a good story on the playcast because we have lives, we true. have jobs, like it, and I'm working on a million books, it- and you're working <laughs> on crazy parts with the book too, and like we're all we're doing a million things, so it's it makes sense that we can only play so much. So, um, so our next game told jp it wasn't yes, gonna you be get a to super this hard one um oh thank god but i'm picking one from year one so we can lead into mm-hmm. the switch collector coming out in like 13 days the day that's um, my choice is going to be blaster master zero
1: nice i did play a little bit of that and it's fun mm-hmm. so yes i'm excited a
0: lot of bit of that and what yeah. i'm interested in is i'm not going to start a new game but i'm with with the original character, I'm gonna start with some of the DLC characters, so that because nice. they all control a little differently. So um, mm-hmm. I don't think I bought the last one. I think the last one was Shovel Knight. I don't think I have Shovel Knight. So yeah, so I'm gonna
1: focus on I guess the launch edition download and whoever characters you have. Mm-hmm. So I'll go from that route.
0: Yeah, and nice. It'll be that's a it'll good be Super fun. Um, obviously. Uh, limited run games did post about it during their e3 presentation so mm-hmm. it should be getting a physical so we'll see if it's worth us double dipping essentially because this yes. is a super early release and i definitely got it day one
1: yeah i, I was about to say this this and snipper clips was were the first two games i downloaded for the switch when it came out
0: yeah me too yeah really really nice. interesting um uh-huh. yeah so this is definitely my choice for the for the cast. I got, I got a few more that'll be awesome for um, digital-only, year one stuff that we can try later, too, during the campaign. Just, mm-hmm. to, just to keep things fun. But yeah, I'm so good with that. Everybody needs to check out Blaster Master Zero for the next one. Awesome. Good choice. Awesome. So we're going to transition over to pickups? Yeah, let's do it. Pickups. So... First thing, um, first things first, is I got two games and technically, mm-hmm. technically three, but two. <laughs> um, and I'm assuming that we got the same ones. So, yes. <laughs> um, obviously, I got collection of Mana. Uh,
1: finally, yeah. finally.
0: Like I, I asked JP. I'm like what are the game releases again? Cause I couldn't even think cause normally I don't go out on <laughs> Tuesday and he told me the games and he'll tell you what the other ones are. Then he said collection of man. I'm like, yep, Mana. That's why I was thinking I needed to go out today. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And this they is- had, they had one copy left when I went to my best buy, which we're in the middle of nowhere, which is crazy. It-
2: it's
1: crazy i i pre on my games and i always do store pickup i like to go in and I, what i always do is i go in and before i go to the pickup counter i go to the switch section even though you know the games are waiting for me i always just like to see what's on the shelf and i never see the new releases like maybe once in a blue moon i'll see one of the games coming out for the week on the shelf mm-hmm. but normally i i feel like they really, really are getting just enough copies unless it's like a triple a game like a mario or zelda or something like that like but normally the stores really aren't getting that many. And I'm, I'm glad that I pre-order it because it's just, you know, waiting for me. But yeah, this, this was a, a good start to the week.
0: Yeah. They, um, they had collection of mana. They had one of the other games, but then the third game that was there again, I'm not spoiling it, but the third game that was there, um, it, they didn't have it. So I was like, man, how did they not? Cause I might've been tempted to pick up the third game. Um, one of the games mm-hmm. was a double dip. So they had that one there though. Um, the limited run one mm-hmm. um but yeah super interesting um so the other one that i got in the mail um had to go to the Dagon post office again because <laughs> it came came Uh-oh. from like the netherlands or something um <laughs> uh-huh. but yeah it was the next in the east asia soft limited editions it was i'll probably say the name wrong but the odelius oiken collection
1: <laughs> like Onekin I got, and Odalis? yeah, yeah. Got, I'm got, sure I'm saying it wrong too, but yes. yeah, I got nice.
0: that collection in the mail, um. So that's super cool, and definitely mm-hmm. some awesome games I need to play in my life. Like they just look awesome, um, very cool. Yeah. And then there's one game that JP got in that I was talking smack to one of the guys who released it and said, "Oh, that's because you got the special JP edition." <laughs> and, he what this? and he responded, and he responded, oh. Oh my god! Oh wow! You
1: know what? I did get that in, and I put it downstairs already. Oh boy! So, okay. So we're talking. So,
0: so since JP put it downstairs, it's it is called Jeez. the messenger that JP got in. Uh, yeah. thanks.
1: thanks a lot for that.
0: But yeah, like so he he uh he posted or somebody retweeted it, and I go, oh, this must have been the special JP edition. And oh. he and he goes, no, it wasn't the special JP edition. And he's like, yours is on the way. And so, yeah, you know. You know what? I was like, so, way to go, guy. Yeah. Let
1: we- me give some background to this story. So, the messenger came in from Special Reserve Games. It's their first Switch release. And I always I used to do YouTube unboxings. And then, lo and behold, I have no time to do anything. And I thought, well, I still want to show people what comes in all these cool, cool additions. So, I started doing tweet size unboxings. And they're like two minute long videos on Twitter. And I. I go through the, the packaging, the game case, all the goodies really quickly. So I posted it. And then Sol, who is the, he, he works for Special Reserve Games, he does their marketing and social media. He retweeted it, and that's the one that you commented on. Yeah. And then other people underneath it, I was just like,
0: oh, my God. I'm like,
1: why, Jeffrey? You're on my side. You're not supposed to say these things. One and, of
0: us. One yeah. of us. <laughs>
1: and, and I saw a few comments being like, oh, they send it out to influencers first, and that's not true. I got a stripping confirmation, just like other people that had gotten it in. I must have been... You know, I pre-ordered games like the first second that they're open for pre order So I don't know if they're just going in that order or what, but no, either they,
0: way they are like, that's the, that's the irony is that you got to realize JP's backing everything immediately as soon as it goes. Cause he has to, he has a mental block. He needs to get it first. So, uh, so it's he's true. the first one. Whereas I didn't get mine till like later. And so yeah. they go into the order of somebody that back that backs it. That's the same way when I ship my stuff, I go in the order. I was just giving oh. them crap. <laughs> You're
1: giving me crap. And then what was really cool is Special Reserve Games retweeted it themselves, going like, oh, look, it's shipping out check out this unboxing video, and I thought that was great. I think it's the highest video I've ever had on Twitter. I think right now it's standing at close to like 6,000 views, which is just amazing. And it was really cool packaging because I'm sure you watched it, but it has Sarge the dog on the packaging itself, and then you open it up. There's a thank you message on the inner flap, and then you take out the box. And the first question that people asked were, is it the same dimensions as an NES box? And it wasn't. I I did a side-by-side comparison video for one person, and it's a little wider, it's a little shorter, so it's not going to fit in an NES um, protector sleeve. But I love the design of it. And then it came, the collector edition came with a hardcover manual, and it was the same as the softcover mini manual inside the case, but I thought it was really cool. And it came with a sticker set as well. So it was a really nice, very nice first release from them. It's a really cool game. So when you get it in, I think we're already talking about making it one of our future Switch Mania playcast episode for sure, for sure. Uh, game of the weeks. And I definitely think we should because it should it looks fun and I haven't played it. So I'm gonna hold off until you get yours in. But yeah. yes. And I will that was say the- those, those
0: influencers that are listening, um, <laughs> I mean, the NES comment, though, is something y'all should think about. Either NES or Super Nintendo-sized boxes because then it allows people to use things such as box protectors from those systems mm-hmm. that are those sizes. So when mm-hmm. you're making the books, the books fit in there. It all is a nice little fun you know, package. Um, yep. When you do unique, different slightly bigger sizes unless it's a gimmick like it's the size of like an Atari 2600 box because it's an Atari style game like it's smart to go like especially a game like The Messenger which is like Ninja Gaiden to go like mm-hmm. NES with it especially I think the the, the box is a little feng shui NES feng shui to it as well so I mean it's kind of a missed opportunity because it's only slightly different but then again the hardcover book probably fits in that box perfectly so
1: right. I don't and mind that at all yeah, and it was a nice hardcover. And then another question people asked was, "Will the Limited Run Games version also include these?" And no. Josh from Limited Run Games said, "No. This is that the package, the packaging box, the hardcover art book was exclusive to Special Reserve Games. I don't know if the manual inside the case is included. My guess is it probably is, if it was packaged like that. Um, but yeah, so they have they will have a variant cover, but that was the the big difference between the two. So that it, I think that also is shipping out. So those should be coming in uh, if you pre-ordered it from limited run games.
0: Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Now we go down the actual games you have set aside. <laughs> yes,
1: okay, so those are yours. So you mentioned Collection of Mana, so I got that one. Then I did pick up the Best Buy variant cover for Luminous Remastered from limited run games.
0: Yep, that's the one so- my Best Buy had in stock.
1: Oh nice. So I, I got that one. Then we the last one from the US minus the messenger, which we talked about, was Terraria.
0: That's the one they didn't have in stock at Best Buy that yes. I may have bought because it's kinda Minecrafty.
1: And I have to say, like, it's very interesting, like, this game came out on Tuesday, people started posting pictures, and there's so many comments about how people just have hundreds and hundreds of hours, I think, on the 3DS version, or the PS4 version, and it just sounds like it's just one of those games that's just so addicting, and, you know, I've I've never played it, I don't, I honestly don't know if I'm going to, just because it just sounds intimidating uh, to invest that much time into a game, but... That sounds good though. When you hear good comments about people double, triple, and quadruple dipping on the same game,
0: mm-hmm. so I definitely Terraria. have a copy on the PS4, and that's where I would think yeah. about getting it for the Switch because of the portability, or maybe because my daughter might play it. But and it was only it was only thirty dollars, which is not a bad, bad price point for a game.
2: Mm-hmm. That's great.
1: Okay. So let's jump over the pond. So my first game, I actually just got in today from Strictly Limited Games. I didn't even know the ship, so I'm so behind on my emails. But the Raging Justice Collector Edition, nice. um, which is the like Streets of Rage 3D-ish uh, beat them up game, and it looks really cool. One oh, to three really player cough, co-op. Really
0: JP, edition. <laughs> hmm? <No. laughs> JP edition. No, I got the JP edition. Oh, come I, on. <laughs> I pre-ordered this one with the other game, so I probably have to wait for both.
1: Yes, exactly. You're going to have to wait.
0: JP edition. <laughs> but,
1: JP. Oh, man. But, you know what's interesting? I looked on the back. I didn't know that Team 17 worked on this game. I thought That's that was awesome. pretty cool. That's awesome. So, Raging Justice. And then the last game I got was Snooker 19, the official video game. Um this is a UK exclusive. I honestly thought it was billiards and then I started researching just a little bit online. It's not billiards. It looks similar to it, but apparently they use four pockets only on the on the table. But it looks really cool. They say the most realistic snooker simulation ever created, packed with rewarding single player and multiplayer modes. And then it says here, experience the thrill of every major tournament with TV style presentation and full commentary make history with the world's top 128 pro players touring all 25 official tournaments around the globe and enjoy a range of online and offline multiplayer modes including global tournaments, six red and shootouts. I mean it looks <laughs> the it looks nice. I want I'm curious to see how well it plays. You want to say you want yeah, to talk
0: think- about like the switch mirroring the NES. I mean we got pool and billiards and snooker games. You know what I mean? Like, this is like, this is what we had on the Nintendo or the Genesis. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like this is, we are mirroring the eight and 16 bit generation people. It's awesome. Like, like I won't be getting snooker, but it's cool that it's there.
1: What's interesting is it's published by maximum games and clearly they've, they've done us releases. And I don't know if maybe just because snooker is not something in the U S really, um, and maybe it just doesn't have that kind of following here. But, yeah, it's interesting to see when we get these region-exclusive games. Um, And it's always important, go to my website, sign up for for the email blast, because every Sunday I put out a weekly release post, and I put this in there when it's coming out, and it's very easy to miss games like this, because it's not... Honestly, I don't think it's that well known. I didn't see a lot of people posting that they got it. It's nothing that's hard to get. I mean, it's on Amazon UK. I think it was on Shop for Mega Store 365 Games. I want to say it was maybe thirty, around thirty to forty dollars. But you know, it's one of those games that kind of just came out, and it could easily be missed. And I like I like games like this because I feel like these are. For the most part, pick up and play, right? You play a match here or there, you know, depending on how in depth you want to go. But I, I love sports types games when you can kind of do like quick matches. Um, so I do, I do plan on opening this one up. I just don't know when.
0: Yeah. I mean. And that's
1: it for my releases so far this week.
0: So did you not get the um, Playasia Soft?
1: I had, I got that in. I thought I Playasia
0: Soft. I mean East Asia Soft. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I Onikin. Hmm. You know what? I did not get my. I got a, a hey, Alley
0: release. release. Hey, Alley release. There we go. Hey.
1: <laughs> you know what? Now I'm thinking. I have Death Road to Canada. Oh my god! I did not get Oniken And I did. Hmm.
0: Pause oh, the podcast, people. No. That's it. I'm. I'm i wanna, researching I what's Jay, going on. I Want to give JP some anxiety? No, no. In you're on reality. Oh my god, why just? I got do that? my. I got my version now. See, I got the exclusive. How's it Holy feel, God, JP? Why don't I have mine? How's it feel, JP? Uh, it feels <laughs> him, pretty hard. Him though. getting his raging justice and his messenger <laughs> before ever all of us. <laughs> I that's just had to sick. notice. <laughs> this is how huh. I mess with people, everybody. This is great. Live messing with JP.
1: Now I'm just, that's it. I can't even focus anymore. It probably just hasn't oh.
0: shipped yet. You'll be good. Hmm. As long as you pre-ordered it, you're fine.
1: I sure hope I did. I mean, it's still available, so. Yeah. But, yes, I, Ah, oh my gosh, where? right, now, thanks a lot for this. You're welcome. Now, I won't, I won't be able to concentrate on anything else for the rest of the, I didn't even think about it until you mentioned, I was like, oh, yeah, I got that already, and then I go, wait, no, I got Death Road to Canada, and yeah, I mean, why do you have to, why do you do that to me? I thought we were friends. I
0: have to play that and post pictures now. <laughs> oh, my God, look at this. I'm going to do this unboxing video. Look at this Twitter-sized video. unboxing on my channel <laughs> that nobody's going to watch because I don't go follow Oh No, I do have a following. They all want book stuff though. <laughs> now it's it's good to know though like that, you know, they're just basically, you know, only going to the true Playsia mm-hmm. supporters in East Asia software. <laughs> do
1: you do you remember when pre orders
0: opened up for this? Yeah. I got it mi- minute one, so I that's probably why I got mine.
1: No, no, I mean do you remember when?
0: Oh no, it was a while ago. Yeah. Of course it was. It was way. I think it was around the same time as Death Road to Canada, but it was after Panty Party. I know that for a fact.
1: It was after, mm-hmm. really? Because Unikin was number five. Yeah, Panty Party no. was
0: number eight or something. But it was it was pre-ordered a well, while ago because we've been talking about that since episode zero, <laughs> and it's still not out. So,
1: all right, I'm going to table that so I can look into my <laughs> pre-orders afterwards because I oh I found it. Oh my gosh, okay. Oh, it shipped! Oh, phew, okay. <laughs> we can continue on with the episode, because oh, apparently I pre-ordered... Oh, this is interesting, so I pre-ordered the regular and the collector's edition. So you know what, we may have to do a giveaway, because I'm not going to keep both, and yeah, maybe when I get the regular in, we'll we'll uh, we'll do a fun little giveaway with that. Cool. So you heard it here first. The next uh, Switch Mania Playcast giveaway is going to be Onekin plus Odalis Collection.
0: This is why we give the anxiety to JP during the cast. Now, now you all benefit.
1: <laughs> now you all benefit. Now we can. Now we can go on with this show.
0: Yeah. Um. So, all right. So let's go to news. News. Sure. So JP, what do you think about the Super Mario Sunshine teaser by Nintendo?
1: Oh, uh, yep, I remember seeing that with the with Mario like in the in the, and
0: they said something about an Odyssey and then enjoy the, the sunshine. sunshine. Yeah, you think that's something even to look into?
1: You know what? yes, and i'm I'm only gonna say because Nintendo is smart, yeah. and I don't think you will phrase things and word things by accident. Mm. I haven't heard anything. Right? I mean, I've seen as much as you have, so my speculation is purely just on the fact that I I believe Nintendo knows what they're doing. They know the trigger words, not angry trigger words, but trigger words to get people talking, which obviously we're doing right now. And on and I would not be surprised at this point to see an HD remaster because yeah. this came out for the GameCube. We did not see it on the Wii. We didn't see it on the Wii U. The Switch is the perfect time to bring back uh, like a yeah. beloved... Mario entry in in the series.
0: And so the way that I see things, because I saw people, you know, thinking that, oh, it's either Mario Odyssey 2 or it could be Mario Sunshine 2 or a remake. Well, yeah. my thing was we saw a lot of remakes, like, for example, Wind Waker um, yep. on the Wii U. Mm-hmm. So... I don't see why they wouldn't now remake another GameCube title, but now put it on yes. the Switch, such as Mario yeah. Sunshine, which has had enough time to get a lot of appreciation from people. I always yes. I really enjoyed those bonus levels where it would take it would take the um the water pack off of you and you would go do the crazy platforming. That stuff was awesome. And mm-hmm. had the crazy like Mario music that was done a cappella style. It was really mm-hmm. cool um and that being said it goes into our next one that there is a rumored switch direct in early september and basically what people have noticed is every year nintendo does the nindies um which they just did and then like two weeks later Mm -hmm. they do a switch direct so we should be seeing one either next week or the week after um same week that we do the switch launch for the switch collector book um Either way, though, like we should be seeing it, and there's supposed to be a major announcement, which probably would be a remake of like Mario Sunshine. Makes sense to me.
1: Yeah, I could see if this happens, I could see it either being the very first video that they show, the right? Blast. It starts
0: off. It, I'm sorry? said or the last
1: or the last yeah exactly yeah it would it would be that and honestly what better time to announce a new game that maybe is coming out for the holidays with a new system you know what i mean like they have an opportunity here that i feel they wasted with um Link's awakening they had a chance to make a system uh, a switch Lite green either bundled with the game or a digital copy because the system is coming out the exact same day as Link's Awakening. And to me, you want to sell a Switch Lite and I know I'm jumping around, but you want to sell a Switch Lite, why wouldn't you have done a a Zelda collector edition special edition one? I mean, that would have just been like a no-brainer for so many people. This so they, they, they didn't do
0: that at their Switch right. direct open it up with Zelda Link's Awakening that thing go, by the way, we're doing a special Switch Lite console version. Available right. launch day. And then we'll all be like,
2: damn
0: it. <laughs> but I, I could see.
1: <laughs> but if they do Sunshine, the remake, or an HD remaster, I think that would be great because you know what? There's a good chance a lot of people did not play it, or they played it so long ago that it's just going to be fun to revisit because they could be adding new things, and this is all just speculation. But it's it's fun to speculate because when you speculate, you can wish up the entire world, and whatever they give you is just going to be all right. We're getting something, hopefully. But yeah, I, I'm I'm excited now. I mean, you told me about the the rumored direct. I hadn't seen anything about that until you had mentioned it. Mm-hmm. So I'm really hoping we get one because you know the last couple have just been amazing. I've always loved them, and I just feel like. They're getting better and better because the switch is getting on in its years, right? It's in the third year. And now I feel like there's that confidence behind the system where they could really just do anything. They could bring back any series that they want, and I think it would be great. They could introduce anything new and you've got people ready for it. I mean, it's just like that, that perfect point in, in the life cycle right now, where it's just that hype is just so high up that you know, if they want to bring back another another origin or another Old school title of theirs. I mean, it's the perfect time to do it, and especially with the Switch lights coming out, more people are going to have the system than before. And it's just you know, it's coming into that holiday season. I mean, perfect time to to get some games.
0: Absolutely, and it's interesting that like a week or so ago, we had the special edition Palooza where we had crap tons of releases, all one after the other. Mm-hmm. Now, the last day or so, it's been import Palooza, and that's what I wrote down. So, we just saw like a new River City Ransom release, which was the old fighting game remastered. There's like a bunch of other stuff that you were posting from PlayAsia that was literally import friendly. And it just seems like they're just like constantly releasing. There was a bunch of Ellie stuff this week, too. And it's like, one thing I wrote is. Are are the all these releases good or bad? I mean, it can't uh-huh. be bad, but like all these releases back to back to back, and then the mm-hmm. thing is, are because we're so ingrained? Is it just that we're in the completionist community that that's the vocal minority that we see? Because in the end, mm-hmm. this is a win, but. I'm not going for everything immediately. Like I looked at it and I'm like, all right, cool. I'm definitely gonna get River Shitty Ransom down the line. I'm definitely gonna mm-hmm. get that other game that you posted, which right off the top of my head I can't think, but down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other stuff that was released, like the one that was based off the old sitcom in the U- in the UK, like oh. the beans of slaps and beans or something. And I'm like, yep. eh,
1: I'm okay. <laughs> and then and then this week on Wednesday, Red Art game. I now Well, actually, I think on Tuesday they announced two games, and on Wednesday, so yesterday... Yeah, they did. Or, I'm sorry, today is when... Today is Thursday or Wednesday? I don't even know anymore. What's today? Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Today's Wednesday? Switch Mania Playcast Wednesday. Wednesday. So on Tuesday, they opened up pre-orders, right? It was just... Oh, my God. My days are so confused. Either way, Red Art Games has two new games available for pre-order right now. So it's Demetrios and
0: xenon valkyrie xenon right xenon something yeah
1: xenon valkyrie plus that's a combo pack uh both games on one card so when you put it into your system you're going to see two icons and then they also did riddled corpses x um so two releases on the same day. yeah they're all by uh i believe is the name of the developer so it's it's their titles and red art games have actually released their titles on the ps4 and I believe on the PSV that previously. So it made sense that they were going to bring them to the Switch.
0: What, but what has Red Art shipped for their limited editions so far?
1: So they've done Old Man's Journey, which okay. we played. Yep. And they've, re- they've shipped out Stay. Okay, cool. So yeah, I'm just make sure was, they have
0: a good track record for oh, sure. They,
1: yes. For their other consoles, they have. They had a slight delay for Gakaido, Kentaro's Revenge. I don't know if you remember seeing this, but what happened was they had a special packaging box reminiscent in the design of a Game Boy Advance box. And what happened was they had gotten them in and they weren't happy with the quality. So they're going back to the manufacturer of the boxes to get them redone, which is why it hadn't shipped out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think initially their release date was August 30th. So that's you know two days from now. So it's going to be pushed back a little. But yeah, if... If anyone's wondering if Red Art is le- legitimate, yes, they are. I, there's Get no the issues ordering from the them. the first thing it, I
0: pre-ordered from them. Mm-hmm. So it's coming, and that'll be a fun one to play when, when it comes in. Absolutely. So, I mean, yeah. and the thing is, the completionist thing, that's going to be part of our topic at Retro World Expo uh, when we're going to do our panel, is collecting on the Switch... Um, we're gonna go into things such as you know when is it too much, all of that stuff. So because that seems to be an ongoing trend recently.
1: What what perfect timing for me to have that as a topic for our upcoming panel, huh?
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's I mean, any time we do Every any, time we do a panel, we're gonna kind of go with what's going on in the culture at the time. Yeah. And I mean, we've been talking retro releases at the last few <coughs> conventions, but I think it's time to to do. Um, when when do you have to change your collecting mentality? Because yeah, and it, like me being an old school collector, it's like, well, I'll enjoy hunting for the few games I need to find later too. Like yeah, and you know,
1: it, it's funny because you know I had my soapbox last week, uh-huh. and you know we kind of, and I wasn't sure if I was going to announce it, but you know I announced just to everybody that. I was going to stop collecting collector editions, like 99% of them, which is true. I mean, there's some that have come out this week for pre-order that I'm not going with. I'm going for the regular. And you've even seen on the Facebook group I started selling off the collector pieces Mm -hmm. because I still plan on having a complete English-supported – collection for switch games worldwide so that's not going to change but how i'm buying them is right because i'm not going to be getting all them on day one i'm not going for the collectors i'm probably actually going to be stopping the variant covers i'm still i'm still still working on this week jp well you know what to be fair, I only ever bought the Collector and the Ultimate Rock Blocking Edition from Limited Run Games, which you know I'm, I'm selling off, so I didn't have a regular release. So Technically, this Best Buy one is the only regular one I have, but yes, um, <laughs> I still have to decide, do I want to be collecting these? Because I don't necessarily need to buy them from Best Buy, I could go to Limited Run Games and pay 99 cents and get the cover if I really wanted it, so that I have that option, but Right, I did decide to change, and you talk about the hunt, and it's so true because you know I decided to get back into comics again after a few years of not being in it, and it's that hunt that's really fun. It's going into the comic book stores, it's going into the boxes to see what's there, and that's something that I just didn't have with the switch, and I still don't because you know something goes up for pre-order, I'm the first one pre-ordering it. I'm making sure that I, I have my copy, and on new release day. I'm not going into a store wondering if I'm gonna find that game or if I'm gonna find a game that I didn't even know about because everything's kind of just waiting for me. And yeah, you
0: know that's you- why I had stopped doing pre-orders years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I literally went in for a Collection of Mana to find it, and if it wasn't there, guess what? I wouldn't have got it because it wouldn't have been there. So I would have had to have waited and been like, man, and then would have drove up my anticipation of wanting to play it, which makes it cooler. Um, and I'm willing to gamble with that because there's no way i'm not going to find a copy um but i mean i could always go online in the back of my mind and i'm not going to so the only stuff i do online is limited stuff and Mm
2: -hmm. i only
0: get the stuff that i know i'm gonna like if i mean some stuff like i might pass on just because
2: Mm -hmm.
1: that's true
0: i mean i'm proud of myself
1: i have not bought that european truck racing game that came out last week it's the first game i have not bought so far um and it's in the back of my mind that i don't own it yet but i'm like you know what i can wait for it i can wait for a sale i can wait for you know a credit or a gift card or something like that for the holidays or my birthday Uh and that's kind of where i'm I'm heading towards Uh, i'm looking each week at what's coming out and i'm going okay what is something i really don't need to own on day one that i can just wait till it's on on clearance or on sale and I mean, that's kind of how I want to start shifting my focus because I have other interests, right? I want to get back into comics and stuff like that. But well,
0: and, and JP, switch, if, if only somebody were to create a book where you can mark if you want a certain game or not to get to your collection.
2: Mm, that would just to keep be track. So perfect. There's no,
0: <laughs> Jeffrey,
1: there's nothing out there right now. Damn. I think we should do it.
0: Damn. Nothing out there. But that's literally (laughs) how I do things. That's how I've used my old collector books is that like, oh, hey, this game is definitely on my to-buy list now. And I don't need to go off and buy it online. It's uh, if I find it, like NES Super Nintendo, if I find it at a convention, I'm going to pick it up. Like, I don't need it, like, immediately. And that's the main thing. Collecting is a marathon, not a sprint. Keep it fun. Keep it fresh. But here's the other
1: problem. And, you know, you brought it up about Play Asia, right? So we saw that... Um, river city melee mock multi-language edition it's $21.99 which again is just wow I mean that's incredibly cheap and you know what it's only going to be like seven dollars shipping if you do the slow mode through play asia so it's under $30 for this game but here's the problem that I'm starting to experience now in year three games overseas are starting to get U.S. domestic releases Mm -hmm. later on like Mm -hmm. five six months down the road and You don't know anymore. I mean, the the Saikyo collection, I never thought we would see here. They had three releases in Asia with four games on each one. Then later on, Japan was getting them now with six games over two cartridges. Now, NIS America is picking it up and doing the same thing where they're doing two collections with six games each. But nobody thought we were going to get it. And it's just a matter of, do I buy a game that I see overseas right now or do I wait a half a year or a year to see if we get it.
0: Or three Um, years like Collection of Mana.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that was one of the early titles, and nobody thought we were going to get it. Even digitally, we didn't think we were going to get it. That's actually a question
0: for listeners. Should I take that out of the Japan-only section of the book?
1: (laughs) I think you're... I I mean, I still think you're one that should be in there with, you know, a little future note saying, like, hey, you know... It's only
0: selected games that I've put in that section anyways... Cause mm-hmm. like we're gonna cover every Japanese game if it hits a stretch goal, it's gonna be a short thing. Right. But like stuff like right. Splunker and and Collection of Mana are in there with intermixed within the collectible games because they're still right. enjoyable. So it's like, mm, do I remove it? <laughs> that's, that's
1: an interesting one, but. But yeah, I mean, even at this point, you don't know if a game is going to get a domestic release. And nope. as a collector, I don't necessarily want a double, triple dip sometimes. Um, and I and I my goal still is a ESRB collection first and foremost. I want the U.S. release, and that means if I buy this game and in half a year it comes out in the U.S., I I'm buying it again just because that's how I'm collecting. But that's more money than I'm spending on the exact same game. So that's something that also we could probably talk more about at the panel because yeah. it's going to be something that we weren't really thinking about when, when the Switch came out because we weren't really seeing a lot of these delayed releases.
0: But and, and I would absolutely, and I would not count the Fossical releases that we get over here, like Super Putty, for example. I wouldn't count that because I'd still want the cart, mm-hmm. So, which came out in Europe, which is fine. Right. right. Exactly. So, yeah, that's a yeah. that was a good so soapbox Do you have any <laughs> more
1: news that you want to...
0: <laughs> always, always. Oh, no, the only other piece that's other on the o- other going news is the Retro World Expo panel that we're doing, which we were just talking about. So, definitely doing a giveaway yes. at the panel. I, I
1: did... Yes. We're going to be giving away a brand new Nintendo Switch or... A switch light we can we can leave it up to the winner uh which one they want to go with Mm -hmm. they can switch up their decision so i think that'll be fun and we'll probably throw in a game or two because because you can't have a system without some
0: games yeah and always a good idea and of course just like um other things we'll we'll be trying to live stream it um so that way everybody can participate online as well yes
1: and I did have two topics, or two topics, two pieces of news that just came out in the last day and actually today that I'm not sure if everybody knows about. But, you know, we do talk about physical games quite a bit. And these are two really cool ones that kind of just came out of left field. And you probably have seen the posts. But the first one is the Mega Man Zero slash ZX Legacy Collection. 100% awesome. From Capcom. $30. It's available for pre-order on GameStop and Best Buy right now. It's going to have the Mega Man Zero Saga, which is parts 1 through 4, and the short-lived follow-up Mega Man ZX and ZX Advent. And right now, everyone's kind of wondering if they're going to be following the same suit as their legacy in the X Collection, where half of it was physical, half of it was a digital code. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So far, I don't don't um,
0: think it will
1: be. No, I think it's going to be a full cart, and the only reason I say that is because I normally go to the eCapcom Japan website because they typically have like a special edition um, only in Japan. So they throw in like an, like an action figure or a special box of goodies. And in the previous releases, they did mention, you know, these games are on cart, these are on code. They didn't say anything about a digital code for these games. So my thinking is we are going to see a full cart release, which is nice. Um, but don't quote me on that. We don't have the official word. This is just kind of based on what I what I'm seeing and thinking. But either way, that's coming out. And in... also
0: with that, yes. I saw a posting from Capcom in Japan about a Rockman collection box set that yes. fits all yes. of the cartridges and, cl- and leaves open spot- or not cartridges, but cases, and leaves open spots for like ZX collection and stuff, which is amazing. There's not even any artwork yes. shown for the box yet, but uh-huh. it's, it just looks cool.
1: Yeah, and I, I'm sure Amazon Japan's going to get it and PlayAsia will get it, so when it, it goes live, I'll put games? the pre-order. Yeah, I thought it came with all the games
0: minus the
1: um,
0: the ZX collection. So, so if that's the case, I may need to pull the trigger because I still haven't gotten the X and regular Rockman legacies where you can get the physical game on the second versions.
1: On, well, only on the X, not the original. The original never had all nine is it nine games for 10 games um yeah because it was was mega man one through eight and then nine and ten right so it was 10 games but in the u.s we had the half and half same thing in japan it was half and half the only one where they got a physical was the x collection because the way that japan did it is they had a similar release like ours where it was one one case with half the games on the cart and then half games on the cart on a digital code, but then they did individual releases of the X One collection and the X Two collection, and those were both physical. So for X, you can buy you you would just need to really buy Volume Two if you want still buy the US one, and then Volume Two would cover you with the the other games physically. So just let you know,
0: just depends on how badass that box looks.
1: <laughs> yeah, I
0: yeah. It, I, I, it
1: looks cool, and you know what? For me, it's like, oh, this is a a thinking moment of, t- do I want to invest in something like, like that? Because I'm trying not to get collector pieces, even though it's a really cool thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're gonna have to see what it looks like and and all that jazz. So, so that was the first game, and then actually, it says when you pre-order the game, you receive access to the Reploid Remixes, adding ten new in-game songs, one new stage remix for each of the six included titles, plus four bonus music player tracks. So it sounds like it's going to be a really cool release, and for $30, it's like, yeah, it's Mega Man, I'm going to get it. Um, So then the other piece of news was interesting, because a day ago, the GameStop manager conference is going on, and they have presentations. And actually, I was a manager back in 2006, 2007, so I got to go to one of these, and it was awesome, because it literally is like a, a mini E3, just for GameStop managers. You uh, you have all the big companies come out, they give presentations, they tell you what's coming out for the holidays, you kind of get like the first sneak peeks, and then you also have like an expo kind of day, where you go into a convention hall, and all the publishers are there, you get to try out games.
0: You get all
1: the Funko Pops. To... <laughs> Funko Pop, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe now, back when I was there, it was all, all games, like I remember Bioshock wasn't out yet, and you got to, you know, watch the videos and play the demo and, and things like that, and then you get swag. Um, and I don't know if it's changed. My guess is it's probably still following that format. But somebody took a picture of a presentation and it was it was like a partial screen, but it showed a physical case for Disney classic games Aladdin and Lion King. And that was it. And this was like a day ago. And then today the official press release came out and I have it open here. And what it is is we are getting the Disney Classic Games Aladdin and The Lion King. It's coming digitally and retail. So it's going to be both games on one cart. And what's awesome is they've added so many new features. So I don't know if you're like aware of everything that they're bringing, but I just thought it was really cool to share because I grew up with these games and, you know, I played them on the Genesis, on the Super Nintendo. I really enjoy them. They're they're challenging games, <laughs> and it's
0: challenging is an understatement. Yes. Even with the so, features, it's it's still going to frustrate the crap out of people.
1: So <laughs> if if we have a moment, I kind of wanted to just read what they're including because I want to get people, people excited for this one because it's actually really cool. So here we go. So this collection is going to include the fan favorite versions of each original title featuring upscaled graphics to support HD displays and additional upgrades to enhance playability on current consoles. The collection also includes a brand new final cut of Aladdin and an original Aladdin trade show demo that has not been publicly available since 1993. Mm. Um... So then it says, fans will be able to revisit the beloved games and take advantage of a variety of modern support options, including instant save states, a rewind button to jump back up to 15 seconds, level select, invulnerability, infinite lives, and an interactive game viewer, which allows players to view full game playthroughs with the ability to skip forward, jump in, and start playing at any point. And for those who don't know, this actually was an available option on the SNK 40th Anniversary Collection. Uh, that NIS had put out where they had that ability where you could watch the game being played and then jump in at any moment. And I think that's pretty cool because clearly there's parts that are just rage-inducing throwing your controller, and now you get to just watch it if you want to. and you get to just uh,
0: let them guide you through. Yes, so here we go. So in
1: addition, Disney Classic Games features... Authentic game content with modern improvements, which I talked about. Variety of game versions. So it says the collection includes multiple playable platform versions of the games, including Sega Genesis, Game Boy, and Super Game Boy, as well as the Lion King Super Nintendo version, which means, if we're reading this correctly, the Super Nintendo Aladdin version is not available. Ah. And I bring that up because there's a lot of, like... Debate about this, which version was better, and I want to jump to a poll that I put up today after yeah. I finish reading this. It's
2: divisive
1: Yeah. Okay, so then you get a helping hand, players who want experience. The Disney magic in true Hakuna Matata fashion can use the interactive game viewer or cheat codes or rewind feature. And then you get a curated, explorable museum, a treasure trove of behind-the-scenes development assets, including interviews, an art gallery, and a music player shares the rich history behind these 16-bit games. So this comes out on October 29th. It's only $29.99. It's going to be available at GameStop, Amazon, Best Buy, Target, and Walmart. So it's a regular major retail release. And honestly, I mean, it sounds amazing. For 30 bucks with all these features, uh, I'm excited. Um, And if you
0: think about it, they're smart with how they're doing it because they're picking out some titles, but they're not just doing the Nintendo thing and releasing a couple games. They're releasing a collage of games, a lot of games. And it's smart because you hit different platforms. It's going to hit different types of nostalgia, and they're giving all the cheat stuff right off the bat, so that way, if you want to use it, you can. Guess what? You don't have to use it, so you can still get challenged and throw your controller through a window if you want to. But they they clearly know that this game is difficult and they know the history
1: behind the game. So I think that, I mean, it sounds like they're putting a lot of love into it. I love it when they have these kind of um, museum modes because I know Friday the 13th did that as well, yeah. um, where you can kind of read behind the scenes stuff and tidbits and things. And you know what? It adds value to the game because they could have just released one version of each game and called it a day and we, we would have been happy, right? It's like, wow, we're getting these games again to play on the Switch but they're going like the extra mile and they're giving us a lot of awesome features and the price point is spot on i think 30 bucks for the, a tool.
0: you can just see the passion that these developers had for it because of all the features they added yes. and it just shows to me I don't that, know why like this, the awesomeness yeah. of the switch because of this because like we're seeing it on the Nintendo Switch cuz they know people are going to support it uh, mm-hmm. cuz everything's getting supported which is crazy but like, hopefully this is a trend. and Because yes. sometimes you would think, like, if they just threw freaking Lion King and Aladdin on a cart, like, people would have still bought it, but we would have been complaining, like, man, this is a hard game. I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to play it. Right. Because it, literally, I'll just play a Super Nintendo version. But well, doing it the way comp- they're doing it, it's mm-hmm. awesome because you get a piece of history. It's like, when we talk preservation, this is preserving the older generations of games now and and going mm-hmm. over that history on the cartridge in a modern way. It's its actually genius. Yeah, and I'm
1: really hoping... I mean, there is still a lot of talk about it, because even though they threw in all these features, Super Nintendo Aladdin is missing for whatever reason that I don't know. And that was a big, big thing thing you know you post something and you go wow like this game is available for pre-order how cool is this and the first thing people start doing is going like well something's missing what's missing and they start talking about that and they're focusing on that so you know what you can give everything in the kitchen sink and you're still going to be possibly making somebody unhappy or or it's not fully complete in somebody's eyes but you know for what they're giving us i i'm very happy i'm not complaining at all but i do want to jump into a poll that i decided to run after I Jump started right seeing this feedback pole. about,
0: crush your face into the yeah. Pole.
1: So, so just to give a comparison, we had 176 votes for our Switch Mania playcast poll. This one is currently up to 672.
2: Jeez, um, so
1: with still 11 more hours need to listen. So I asked more
0: people need to so listen. Said, yeah, seriously. Uh huh.
1: And and honestly, it's funny because I'm watching it and it's live on Twitter, right? So somebody votes and you see it instantly. I've never seen a poll, like, neck and neck, which is just so funny. But I I wrote, so the Aladdin Lion King Nintendo Switch collection was officially announced, and it made me want to start this poll, as I'm seeing a lot of opinion on this. So which version do you consider to be the best for Aladdin? I said Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, like them both equally, or don't care. So 10% said they like them both equally. 21% said don't care. 34% 34% said Super Nintendo and 35% said Sega Genesis. Like it literally is going back and forth between the two and I just I find it so fun and funny that it's just like I'm I'm in the Sega Genesis camp. I absolutely love the Genesis version Me and there's too. people and there's people swearing up and down the Super Nintendo one was and I'm thinking did I play the Super Nintendo one? And I don't know. No, I
0: had both they're, systems. They're both awesome. It's just depending on if you like to have a sword to attack or do you yes. like to throw an apple to stun. Um, but they're still both excellent games. Yes. Whereas I'm not a huge fan of Lion King. It's really too mm-hmm. so hard. Second level. So it's, <laughs> yeah. Bringing back bad that, memories for Jeffrey. But that being said, with all the little cheats and stuff, like it'll be fun just to go through and finally be able to beat it.
2: Oh,
1: yeah.
0: I mean and I
1: yeah October is shaping up to be quite nice um but I Every I found the month poll funny is
2: because up. <laughs> yeah
1: but yeah I I was very surprised to see this poll like so neck and neck and it's just like wow this is just one of those games that you know there's people who do youtube videos on the comparisons they talk about it I mean Aladdin is just a, a really I mean both of the games but for me Aladdin is just such a well-known classic game and I honestly Never thought we would be seeing it again on a modern console. So this is this was really cool news for me to read today. Um, but those were the two thi- things. The other thing that I would mention is just um, I talked about Red Art Games has their, their new games up for pre-order right now. And then you have limited run games, right? Because you have Turok closing on, I think it's this week. Yep, on the 30th. So get your pre-orders in did for the Did you get the, the Turok Limited Edition? I did because it's the classic retro-inspired cases, yeah. and that I've decided I'm going with every time.
0: Yeah. Sorry, you know what? See, so JP company, will support.
1: Every company listening, you want me to keep buying your collector editions? Just make a retro-inspired case, and I'm a sucker. And but I mean, they just look so too. cool. I did, I too. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that, that I absolutely went with. But what else they have coming up is River City Girls. Yep. They have the regular and the collector edition. And then right now they have, through their new distributed games line, they had uh, Bubsy Pause on Fire Limited Edition with a variant cover. That was the only difference. They had 1,000 copies. It sold out today. Um, it went live yesterday. Wow. So it took about 24 hours, but it sold out. But they also have Gunvolt Chronicles Luminous Avenger 9 ix they have a regular and a collector's edition and what's really cool is that they're both open pre-order and the collector edition is only 54.99, and it's an open pre-order which closes on september 27th so you have about a month to pre-order i want to um, say, so we'll say keep mentioning i just got it.
0: the regular edition of that one but i absolutely love that um the the original as your mm-hmm. striker gun vault, so like this yeah. is it, it's a must play for people who love Mega Man style platformers.
1: Yep, and I also went and see, I went for the regular edition for this one, it was hard
0: because you know, I want to click collector, and I said, Nope, I gotta learn. Um, and, and it looked cool, but it wasn't yeah. like uh, I, gotta have it, gotta have it cool because again, like I love it, I love that people are, are putting so much effort into these awesome releases, but, but I. Unless I yeah. got personal stakes in it, or it's like nostalgic, like we're saying the retro packaging, um, I kind of also move away. So, so here's one where I'm I'm struggling with is the River City Girls collector edition. I
1: don't know if you saw this, but it's it's going to be seventy four ninety nine. It comes with the game, an original two disc soundtrack, a double sided poster, a commemorative non functioning NES retro cart, mm-hmm. a VIP noise concert tickets a Kyoko and Misako school ID cards, a Hasib and Mommy heart locket, a menu from Merv's Burgers, a kidnapper photo, and character art cards. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen this many things in a collector edition. And it, they all look so cool. And I'm just like, oh man, like, I told myself I'm not buying collectors. And then they, they released something like this that's just like making me really second guess myself because will, will I'm looking at the, the picture.
0: Is the box? No, an NES, so
1: the. Though? No, it's not. It's an NES cartridge and a regular. It's. I think it's one of those like regular style, uh, limited run games collector boxes. But there's just so much stuff in it. I mean, like, I'm just looking at everything. And I'm just like, oh man, there's just so many cool things in there. And. Uh, anyway, that was all the news that I have. <laughs>
0: Oh, is trying to convince himself. Well I will say though, this, this, unless that series this... is a must own for you, you you should just go for regular.
1: Yeah. You know, this this whole episode has just been a roller coaster of emotions from not knowing if I pre order own again to deciding what I want to do with collectors. I just can't handle much more of this.
0: <laughs> well, the thing is though, is that like you'll be okay without it and here's the thing. If you need it later, it'll be available. Just you may have to pay a little more.
1: You're
0: right. I mean. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I mean, or you hunt. You <sighs> pay or you hunt. I like to hunt. All or... right. Yeah. So, shall we go into some <sighs> Switch collector updates? Yeah, let's do it. Nice. So, first off is the video uh, done by Anthony is almost done. Um, he sent me so excited yesterday or this morning sent me the fourth iteration now it has lighting and music and sound effects and it looks cool um, I sent him some recommendations of what mm-hmm. I'm gonna use for splash text um, and I want to mm-hmm. do like when we use music so for example on the trailer it's gonna be tiny barbarian DX with Jeff Ball's music and it's gonna I'm gonna do like an MTV pop-up. Like little thing at the beginning, so it shows like who it is, where it is, if there's a copyright or something, because nice. th- they all authorized it. So I want to make sure that that's legit. Um, but it's gonna be cool when it pops up. Um, and I put what I was mm-hmm. gonna put for text. Um, I'm probably gonna end up doing all that just because I need to learn. Uh, but it looks awesome, and it's about a minute long, which is what I wanted—a really short trailer. And then I recorded mm-hmm. myself talking about the all the different book stuff and then all the goodies. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna do some little bit of editing where I'll intersperse some of those book-rotating images and stuff in there too, just to spruce it up a little bit make it look nice. But I did it all in one take, as I always do. (laughs) So it'll be interesting because there's one spot where I I go to click on, because I'm using OBS Studio, and I go to click on the 3D um, Tiny Barbarian picture that you posted. And I clicked it; it didn't go mm-hmm. on. And then I clicked it again. So it was like pretty, <laughs> pretty funny.
1: Um, now the big it's... question is: in this amazing trailer that's coming, is the doo 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 in there? Because I'm telling you, make or break, make or break.
0: <laughs> it's not Swiss man You're anymore. like, oh. <laughs>
1: <Aww. laughs> Alright, all right. See I told you this whole roller coaster of emotions, now I'm just saying roller sad.
0: coaster of emotions. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, then um with the other two videos though, I'm gonna use music from Wonder Boy or It'll do too and again use those M T V splash screens when we switch songs. So it literally shows <laughs> what song it is and everything. So people who wanna like support the artists can, which would be cool. Um mm-hmm let's see so I'm working with an awesome indie t-shirt company um, out of California so we can get some some cool um, really good quality t-shirts for the switch collector t-shirts like everything that I'm doing with this with goodies with the um, with the Kickstarter is gonna be like as good as we can possibly do. Um, I reached mm-hmm. out to Nico from Super Madness. He's um, the drummer for Super Madness. And I was like, hey, dude, what did, who do you use for your T-shirts? Because they have, like, the best T-shirts I've ever worn for video game T-shirts. And mm-hmm. so that's who I'm going to go with and his, nice. his, his people. So, yeah. Um, awesome. So one thing happened, actually, right before we recorded, um, is the manuals were done. Mm-hmm. so i oh. got, yeah i got a phone call and he basically said hey um so i forgot to pick him up on monday but <laughs> but he's like <laughs> he's like all right so i got them and i go so are they will they fit in a switch case and he's like well did you send me the size and i'm like well i sent you the pictures the picture that jp sent me with a little like measurements on them and he's like oh Mm -hmm. i thought the sizes were perfect and i'm like i don't know what it prints like it might print it blown up or something when they send it to the printer like it has to be Mm -hmm. the size to fit in the case so he may have to reprint them if they're too big so yeah i was like that's why he's only Mm -hmm. doing a sampling for giveaways but we should Mm -hmm. at least have them for the retro world expo panel Excellent. And um, and I'm just thinking, I'm, just,
1: I'm getting excited. I can't wait to see them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I can't wait to see them either because it's going to be awesome. Um, so we got two polls that we're going to uh, put out there. Um, one is, mm-hmm. what things do you want to know from developers and publishers from year one? So... What we're going to do is we're going to allow people that participate on social media uh online um an opportunity to like what questions do you think we should ask developers and publishers as we interview them because Mm -hmm. like jp and i could brainstorm some stuff and we will but people might think of some things that we're not thinking about so it's going to go into Mm -hmm. a standard that we're going to ask everybody and it's not like what's your favorite original game it's more about switch development. Mhm. <coughs> and then the I'm sec- curious to
1: see what people are going to say cuz Yeah, you know, I'm just excited to see what kind of feedback we're going to get and questions that are on people's mind that they they're, they they want to ask the developers and publishers cuz like you said, you know, we have our own ideas but you never know what kind of questions people have been thinking about when they play you know, the games that are put out or just want to know more about you know, what goes into it and things like that. So I'm looking forward to seeing the feedback from that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, the other poll that we're going to put out there is, um, we put it out before, but this one will be favorite year one digital only releases. Basically, we don't want to miss any. So that's my main thing. Mm-hmm. Is like I've we've already done created a pretty awesome list, all the way for year one. But if we're missing something that's like a must play for year one, like we want to know about it, and I will check it out if it's if it's you know worthwhile of including, we might as well include it. Um, so, mm-hmm. so that is it though for the Switch collector. Like literally, I'm writing reviews. I formatted. Um, 20 more pages over the weekend. Um, did a little bit of writing this week, but it's been a little chaotic at work too, so I haven't had a whole lot of time. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's I'm, I'm mainly gearing up, and ref- I refined a lot of stuff in the campaign as well, but it's a lot of little nuances and text stuff, and making sure that all of the tiers and all the goodies and all the, the different backer tiers, like all are correct and making sure mm-hmm. everything matches up and makes sense. And like, that's what I'm going to be doing from now until the 10th when we launch because it's about to get stressful. JP, if you think it was, you're getting excited now like, a <laughs> oh, oh, week of like, Oh my, Oh my goodness. I told you I took off of work on the 10th. I, I'm not going to be able to focus. Yeah. I might have to, uh, it will at least take the, the morning. <laughs> yeah stuff's gonna be crazy man (laughs) so um anything else that you think we should put out with switch collector
1: um so for anyone listening that has not is learning about the switch collector for the very first time go to switchopedia.com it's going to take you right to the campaign page and like jeffrey said he keeps updating it So every time you go back, there's probably gonna be something new that you didn't read about before. I know that happens to me a lot. Uh, So I highly recommend switchopedia.com. You can also click to be notified when the campaign goes live. So that way we will remind you. So you don't have to, Um, but yeah, it's going to go live September 10th. It's, we're just very excited. I, I think my word of the day or word of the year is excited, but it's the best word to use because, you know, this has been something that we talked about for a long time. We're working on it and it's, coming to fruition in, in less than a month. And then we have Retro World Expo where you're gonna get to talk with us as the campaign is going on, which I think is just amazing that we get to talk about it as it's happening, right? So people who come visit the panel and're learning about it, they could go on their phones right while we' while they're listening to us and they could pledge. and it's just it's gonna be a really cool feeling because I think this is going to be something that you know does not exist right now in the switch community at all. We're going to get to be the first ones to start documenting the wonderful world of the Switch year by year. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's almost go time. I i can't wait.
0: It's going to be crazy. And I actually forgot about two things that we did this last week, too. So number one is, JP we? finally got me the interview questions for the magazine.
1: Yes. And I did see that uh, Paul was talking with the team, and he showed us the intro page, and I can say that you are mentioned in the intro page about interview with Jeffrey Wittenhagen about his upcoming Switch Collector book, we going to the Kickstarter. The so you are right on. You made the cut. And I think our ad's going to be in there, which will be the first time, really, that we're uh, publicizing that ad for the campaign, which is really cool. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's going to be coming out. So switchplayer.net, you can sign up. It's a Patreon service, so you pay you know, essentially per month and then they ship out a physical book to you each month and it's all dedicated to the Nintendo Switch. It's the only dedicated Nintendo Switch magazine. You can also get a PDF if that's your if that's your thing. You can go digital. But either way, the September issue is going to be amazing because we're gonna get to I got to interview Jeffrey and you get to learn more about him and things you probably never even knew about him that now you will. And he talks about the Switch Collector book and just his passion in general. So it's going to be, it's a really, I mean, it, it was a really good interview. I'm glad, you know, I'm glad I got the opportunity to interview you for the magazine. And I'm glad more people are going to get to know about you, about our our playcast, about the book, most importantly. So definitely check that out. It's going to be shipping out soon. Uh, but yeah, that, that was fun.
0: Yeah, and then the other thing that I forgot about is um, we're going to have a card in video games monthly the loot box system um the the different monthly thing but it's not going to be in september's because uh we didn't realize that we thought that we were going to submit to them and they were going to put it like on a card or something um but they wanted us to submit them cards. Mm -hmm. so i did something a little differently and i told jp no wait i'll do it i created a brand new promo (laughs) card double-sided one side has the switch collector the other side has the do 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 switch mania playcast on one side which is another version of like our title cards but like on a card format so instead of shipping them out to video games monthly i ship them to me and i'm gonna send them a bunch and we're gonna keep a few hundred that we can give away at conventions and stuff too so that way people that find us uh will be able to get a copy um Depending on how many, you know, like, we might give them with the first, like, backers of the the Switch Collector as well. Like, mm-hmm. it'll be, or at least uh, definitely the I want everything tiers. The, the, all the goodies tiers. Um,
2: <laughs>
0: and that was one thing that I added within the last couple of weeks was I added one extra tier at the end for those that won't, don't want to deal with goodie add-ons because... Mm-hmm. Add-ons can be a bit confusing with the Kickstarter because you have to do like, oh, so the book is $40 and I want a T-shirt. The T-shirt's 25 so I got to <laughs> do $40 and then plus 25 and then there's the shipping. Like it's it's a bit of a pain. So those that wanted it all, because we had a lot of people that said they wanted everything. So I was like, all right, so here's the everything, all the tiers, all the, the tier items. And then you want all the mm-hmm. goodies. And I did math wrong. Which was I left it like that. Um, I think all of the goodies themselves are over like maybe one hundred thirty-five, one hundred seventy-five dollars, whatever it is. I made it a hundred bucks more instead. So if you get all the goodies, mm-hmm. you save a, 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 quite a bit actually, um, which is fine because you're supporting like everything we're doing. I'm I'm not worried about like I think that's actually pretty cool to do. So yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah, like but you get like a lot of stuff is, it's insane. I'd have to like read it off. Like that's how much stuff you get. Like it's crazy. Like, so, so start saving now. Yeah. Like you get the, the book, you get the wooden, um, the wooden cartridge box, uh, the limited edition version. You get the wooden slipcase. um, the mm-hmm. switch arcade kick, all of those are, all the non-book things are Kickstarter ex- exclusive. Um, and mm-hmm. then on top of all that, you get everything that gets unlocked with stretch goals, whether that be slip cases, extra bookmark ribbons, all that stuff comes with it anyways. That comes with the $40 version too. Um, and then you get all the goodies, which includes all of the trading cards that we do. Um, you get the checkmark sticker set you get the high quality print from the artist you get the artwork t-shirt you get the switch case with a collector's pin and a full manual with all the games as a mini checklist and you get the red pint glass like you get all of that in the <laughs> in the in the mega tier like oh my god is
1: that all that's that's all you get
0: that's Jeez. it
1: that's
2: it
0: <laughs> and, but the thing is is that like we're doing all of this because we can we're not anticipating doing a million copies of things so the prices are if we do like we can afford to do it if we get a few backers and that's how I have to price things mm-hmm. so if we get a million a million backers on something like that'd be amazing um and that's why like no matter what like the book's 40 bucks that's super affordable and that's what I wanted mm-hmm. I wanted it at something like it's a alright this book's 40 bucks too easy like it's going to be the way to go. It's going to be huge. Huge. Um it's literally right now I think I was mentioning in my cuz I also did on hagensalley.com, I did a mid-year roll up where I go over the pro- the progress on all of my different things that I'm doing. Like all my projects, my virtual Boy book and everything. And Mm -hmm. I want to say that right now, which I'm loading the book right now, um, we are at over 300 pages, um, and I haven't put in JP's collector section. I haven't started talking about all the collectible items for the system, including Mm -hmm. accessories. I haven't talked about the kiosk. I haven't talked we haven't done the developer interviews at all. I haven't done the the checklist in the back yet. Like like there's a million things that I haven't done in the in, in this book yet cuz some of the stuff's contingent on getting JP to write up his collector section for example. Um and you know mm-hmm. it's going to be an ongoing thing every week. Um but but like there's a lot of little things that are going to that are pretty big and not to mention if, if we have some great digital only games that we're missing that's going to add two pages per game because I'm doing two pages on every digital game that's worth adding so I mean we have a lot of content going in here and there's stretch goals too people the stretch goals that we hit like some of them are going to be like alright we're going to add a two page spread on artwork for a game and let fans design the artwork you know it's going mm-hmm. to be crazy going to be crazy
2: so much so so close <laughs> i know
0: it's like and and if y'all have an idea of some cool things you'd like to see that's how we create stretch goals too like i know some super super talented artists like i can get a stretch goal is the slipcase is done by a legendary mm-hmm. artist from the Nintendo or from video games. Like oh. I, I know some people and I'd be like, alright, so if we get up over the next stretch goal tiers, like, alright, at this number, we're going to have the slipcover done by this artist. Because the is not going to be a another version of the cover. It's going to be unique art. That's what I've done with all my slipcases. I've done, like, unique different types of art. And just imagine mm-hmm. like like i've reached out to some people that are absolutely interested in doing covers for me or art with me and just mm-hmm. and it's like i'm talking about like guys that used to do the box art for like konami or capcom or back on the nintendo like nice <laughs> i mean you even have like my hidden gaming gems he he was powerblade <laughs> like mm-hmm. And I haven't even, that's but amazing, like, yeah, so it's like, all I have to do is reach out and I can, I can absolutely find some awesome, amazingly talented people that would be willing. And that, those are stretch goal ideas. Like if people want that, let us know, like say, yes, yes, please. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you get t- <laughs> tower two on the, the play cast and <laughs> we know, um, but that's super, super cool. And I love all of the positivity behind it i i was telling jp it was it was definitely i don't think it was on an episode but prior to this with my book releases like they kind of like i see people excited but like not to this extent and i think it goes to like the the support and just the community of the switch
1: absolutely it's a wonderful community and you know, we all share our passion and, you know, a lot of video game communities are like this and, but I've only ever been part of the switch one. And it's, to me, it's one of the most welcoming communities I've seen that. I mean, I just feel very fortunate that I ended up loving the switch and a lot of other people did as well, but like the Facebook group is great. I mean, Twitter has been amazing and it's just, you know, the, the, um, the discords. I mean, everywhere you go, like I feel like I'm just surrounded by people that just have a genuine love of the Switch, love of collecting. Everyone does it differently, but everyone's just very respectful. And we have fun, right? I mean, new games come out. We're sharing what's coming out. We're sharing what we want to see. I, I, and I, and like you said, I mean, we, we announced the Switch Collector book and so many people are excited for it. So many people are looking forward to it and already, you know, giving us, you know, well wishes and saying that they're, they're ready to back it. So, I mean, it's, it's a nice feeling that, you know, this is something that people want. And that's, what's important is that it needs to be something that is wanted for, in in the community. And I think this is it. I mean, this is the start of hopefully a very long-lasting series of books to come, and it's going to be so, so great to get that first one in, in everybody's hands.
0: And, I mean, hopefully everybody sees, like, the, the love that we all have for the Switch as a community because when you have contributors as part of it, it becomes a community effort, which is awesome. It's mm-hmm. And that's what happens. And some people, like, have asked in the comments, like, well, I don't want to read about X random person, and I'm like... I mean, a lot of people do like seeing that perspective, and it's not, like, interspersed in the main part of the book. The main part of the book is still the, you know, objective views on every game. But, like, there's a contributor section, and it's our stories. I literally have a series called The Compendiums of the Nintendo and Super Nintendo and it's our history growing up with the systems. Mm-hmm. Like that is what the contributor section is. It's really cool. It's a snapshot of right now that people 10, 20, 30 years from now can look back on this book and see what people were feeling during the release and time of the switch. And it's another important reason why I would I want to release books like as it's still going on because the hype is still strong hmm and absolutely or the nostalgia kicks in 10 years after the switch is done or 20 years after the switch is done too like it's just there's gonna be every video game system has its its peaks and valleys and we're at a peak right now and it's awesome yep
1: <sighs> i know i'm i just listen and i'm just like oh my gosh i just i wish it was september 10th already
0: it's getting close Yeah, <laughs> it is every week is getting a little bit closer Exactly. Time keeps on ticking. Um, uh uh-huh. So let's go over the wrap up. So sure. my next main thing that I'm gonna be doing, and um, there was actually some posts on it this week. I'm gonna be going to Game Law or Game La um, mm-hmm. Grand Opening in San Antonio. Um, there was actually a post by Eight Bit Eric because he's gonna be there um, along with Okay Chief. And we're gonna, the three of us are gonna be there doing some craziness, um, shenanigans. It's gonna be on the Saturday. <laughs> the um, I want to say that's the sixth. Might be the seventh. I'm horrible with dates off the top of my head when it comes to that. It's it's the seventh, um, mm-hmm. which is literally like a few days before the Switch Collector launches. So, um, unfortunately, I won't have. The cards before that, because I think they're getting shipped the week of the the Kickstarter campaign. Um, mm-hmm. I ordered the cards online, so they're they're coming in the mail. I may have manuals by then, who knows? But I will have some promo cases. Um, I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring one or two with just to do a giveaway while I'm there. So those of you listeners that are in San Antonio area definitely come check out the um, the opening of it. And I think it's from like 11 to 9 p.m. is when we're going to be hanging out that Saturday, so mm-hmm. I'll definitely have books with me and be doing signings and having a good time. I'm just going to bring up a few of each just to, in case anybody out there is interested. Um, it's more of a you know a store opening, and again, as I mentioned though, it's ran by Eli who owns and operates Pico Interactive. And pretty much at this point, he may have the largest collection of video game IPs out there. Mm. Like, he has games that are discontinued, games that are gone off the shelves. He has all the IPs. And, like, we were hanging out at Classic Game Fest, and he was going over stuff. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, it's stuff that you weren't even tracking that wasn't released for the Nintendo or Super Nintendo. And he Mm. has the games. And he has the t- the ability and knows people to complete the games and make them playable or finish them. Or, you know, you're, you're thinking of, like, Lost Gems that were mm-hmm. in a magazine in Nintendo Power that never got released. He has some of those. Jeez. And And he also buys rights to games, too. So he could be doing what, like... Um, Capcom's doing with the re-releases of Street Fighter and Mega Man 2 and stuff, he could do legitimate re-releases of old Nintendo games and things too. But, just like Limited mm-hmm. Run Games does the releases for preservation, he has been getting all of these IPs for preservation as well, and he's also like mm-hmm. working into like making figures and toy releases and stuff for those old IPs. So, it's Interesting to see what he does. Um, I know when he first started off, he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way because he was legitimizing what people were doing. Because people were like making reproductions and emulation Mm -hmm. and selling games, and then when he would buy them, he's like, "Hey, could you please stop selling that reproduction?" And he would rub the the Nintendo Age community back in the day like the the wrong way. And it's like, well, he's legitimately like trying to do preservation. And he owns the rights mm-hmm. now. Like it, it rubbed people the wrong way because nobody else was doing it. It's just interesting, but he's spending right. a lot of money to get these IPs from the people who own it. So, I mean, it's a it's a different beast. He's done some really cool releases. He did the Forty Winks for the Nintendo sixty four, like
2: mm-hmm.
0: legitimate release. Um, he's done some aftermarket releases. He's done some some newer releases too. So um super Mm -hmm. cool to go hang out um at his game store which i think after this public grand opening it's going to be like you contact him online and schedule to open up the store because he's gonna have prototypes and crazy stuff in there like Mm -hmm. super high-end stuff so really cool um so what kind of giveaways do you have jp going on right now i know you just ended one
1: yeah, so I actually did a surprise one over the weekend. We passed twelve thousand. I passed twelve thousand followers on Twitter, which was which is insane. Whoa. I Think that, like, two weeks ago I was passing ten thousand, but we're actually at twelve point one right now. So I said thank you to everybody, and then I, I thanked Shanna, Mrs. JP Switchmania, because without her I would not even own one game. Uh, so thanks to her support. So I said anybody following her. I would pick a random person from her list, and I would give out a free game. So we picked today, um, and the Lord Raylist won. He got a, a copy of Bomber Crew Signature Edition version, uh, brand new sealed. So we're going to be mailing that out to him. Uh, and then the big giveaway that we have our our this is our this is this week's giveaway. It's called the Import Giveaway, and I've teamed up with Destiny FOMO, and since we both love the play Asia and East Asia asia soft releases we decided to have that as the focus so for the first place winner they get a brand new nintendo switch system they get a collector edition of the Onikin and over they get a copy of the collector edition of death road to canada along with the cool little mini keychain case uh, that's first place and then the second place winner gets a death road to canada regular edition with that cool little keychain So that contest ends on Thursday at at night, around midnight. We'll pick the winners. And then listening to this episode, you're going to hear it first. I'm going to reveal right now what our next giveaway is going to be starting on Friday, barring any delays. We've teamed up with Super Rare Games, and I'm very excited about this one. So Destiny, myself, and George from Super Rare, we're going to be doing a joint contest. And what we're going to be giving away is first place is going to get a brand new Nintendo Switch system. Surprise, surprise. They're going to get a copy of the Two Tribes collection uh, of the Toki Tori and Rive in the special edition packaging that they had. They're also going to get a copy of their next unannounced game. So you're going to technically be the very first person guaranteed a copy of their next release. On top of that, first place is also going to get one of their new card binders with an assortment of random cards across all the previous releases. So that's first place, which I think is just like insane. It's amazing. That's crazy. Second place is going to get a regular edition of Toki Tori and Rive along with their new card binder and assortment of cards from their past releases. That's second place. And third place, because we don't want to leave anybody out, they're going to get a $99 eShop gift card. Wow. That's a big, Boom. That's a, big, so that
0: is, that's a big gift card. Yeah. You all are crazy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this is our Super Rare Games giveaway. Um, I'm very excited. Uh, you know, I pitched it to George and Destiny, and they were all on board, and we're really excited because we love Super Rare Games, and our goal is a switch in everybody's hands, and we want more people to enjoy super rare titles so now they're going to be able to with um with these new ones which i'm really excited about because the Toki Tori and the rival are just amazing releases with a lot of like bonus games included and unreleased games and just you know a lot of love from the developers and them so we're excited about that
0: what are the chances what are the chances we can get destiny to uh add to her tweet subscribe to the switch mania playcast
1: <laughs> i think well considering that i run this i think we can make it happen
0: which just like the last time i saw she did so, a tweet yeah. and i'm like man no switch mania playcast on there
1: wow <laughs> i'm sorry
2: <laughs>
1: we'll make sure to be bringing it up but, um, yes, yeah, so we're very excited about this one. And what's also awesome is that if you subscribe to Super Rare Games' email, they sent out an email that they ran into some delays shipping out their next batch of the Toki Tori and Rive, but it's on the way. They also sent a link um, for a Google like uh, poll or questionnaire that you could fill out. You can actually fill in games that you want them to release, so they'll take your feedback, and they'll gather that and see what's doable. And then what's really cool what is
0: you, they actually on, linked... What did you vote for, JP? Don't get sidetracked. What did you <laughs> vote for? I actually haven't voted yet. I'm sorry. I didn't. I'm not, yet. A, I'm not <laughs> a dork. I'm not a slacker. I voted.
1: <laughs> what did you vote for?
0: I voted for, and they're definitely not going to ever release it The <laughs> Mummy Demastered. <laughs> now George uh, knows. Now that's yours a good choice. who it was. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's like, that's who put that down.
0: God,
1: no, but, but well, um, you put your what, name what was really so cool is that in the very end of the email, <laughs> so at the very end of his email, that he said, oh, if you want to see what an unboxing looks like for the uh, uh, Two Tribes collection, click here. And it's a link to my Twitter uh, tweet of my video unboxing. So I was very excited. I didn't I didn't know he was going to put that in there, so I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, it's fun doing these tweet-sized reviews. I think they're very just convenient for everybody who has a few minutes to spare. They get to see what comes out. Um, but again, so our import giveaway ends on Thursday night, and our Super Rare Games giveaway is hopefully going to be starting on Friday and run for a week. Uh, so we're very excited about that one and hope everybody checks it out. It'll be pinned to my Twitter profile, so it'll be the first thing that you see. And yeah, that's our our latest upcoming giveaway.
0: Then in a couple of weeks, we start the Switch Collector related stuff, which is gonna get insane.
1: Yes. Oh my god. And I will say one of one of the approved ones already is partnering with Play Asia and East Asia Soft. So I'm very excited about that one. Oh. Uh, great company, great group of people, and we're gonna be teaming up with them for the Switch Collector.
0: Oh yeah, that's that's gonna be craziness, like.
1: Oh my. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes.
0: So I would say everybody can just find us at switch switchopedia.com. Um <laughs> Yes. That's the best place. That's the best place to find us. Um Good. But for me obviously you can get me at hagensalley.com. I am also on Facebook, the Twitter and on <laughs> um, <laughs> Instagram. I'm a, I'm hagensalley on everything except for Instagram, I'm hagensalleybooks. Mm. Um and then basically the J Pizzle over here. <laughs> I'm I'm
1: jpswitchmania everywhere, so just type that in somewhere and I'm probably on there. So, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, jpswitchmania.com, the website, and that's where I mentioned earlier, I put out these weekly release posts of all the games coming out for the week, supporting English. Every collector edition, variant, regular edition, limited, I mean, you name it, if it's supporting English, it's in that post. So, sign up to the website, get it sent right to your inbox. I try and get it out Saturday, Sunday at the latest. I also post it on Twitter, I post it on Facebook, on various groups, so... It's a really good. I, I mean, I use it for myself just to keep track of everything, and I love seeing what's coming out. So, yes, check that out. And yeah, you know about the contest, so I, I hope you enter that. And that's about it.
0: Awesome. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And we will start playing some Blaster Master Zero for next week. Um, pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew. <laughs> you better not chase that frog down too many rabbit holes jp you're gonna get sidetracked (laughs) oh my god we're even crazy at the end people (laughs) we will see you next week
1: see you next week